There are some power cards. There's like land thrashes and land thrashes. (laughs) 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 I'm sure there's others. To name a few. I'll stop there. (laughs) I could go on. I choose not to. Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On this show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. Today, we officially kick off Season 2, with a fun little topic about which Jagged Earth Spirit is the best for beginners. What a shiny new intro! Woo! Yeah! Who's that? What? 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 Why did you forget about me? (laughs) Josh is back! You couldn't get rid of me. Alrighty! Alrighty. Yay! He said it! Oh, it is good to be back. We're back, baby! We're back, baby! And Josh is back. I'm back. Oh, welcome back, back. Josh! It's been so long since I've seen you, friend. It has. What do you have in Tage today? Hey! Number one. (laughs) Yeah, we need a tally counting. First of many. That's right. Now this is podcasting. <laughs> Just check off all the quotas. <laughs> tree? <laughs> I am no tree. Just keep them coming. I'm on a roll today. <laughs> I'll what? try spinning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trick. Oh, man. We're already devolving. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I loved you. Well, it well, well. It seems she's given up the will to live. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we have to stop. <laughs> the listeners already paused and went to the next podcast oh, on their no, queue. No. I know what Joe Rogan's talking about today. <laughs> no. no. Future collab. <laughs> Hey guys, have you ever played Spirit Island on DMT? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome to the official beginning of Season 2. Oh, I'm excited. Me too. This is going to be great. Hey, yeah. So we got the gang back together, except for Laura because she's working. (laughs) (laughs) The gang's all here. (laughs) Except for the cheaters. (laughs) That was one seven times. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... So our topic today, we wanted to ease into season two with something a little bit on the lighter side, but something that's going to be Josh proof. <laughs> I was, was going to say new, but yeah, that works. <laughs> you repeat yourself. <laughs> More along the lines of something that is easily discernibly valuable that doesn't require an entire series to do. So we can ease our way in without having to go bam. Yeah. And I think there is a lot of value to this episode. Oh, yeah. Not to tune around Because you're here? <laughs> no, not because of me, but just because of the concept. So Jagged Earth is pretty highbrow for a beginner. Mm-hmm. You get, what is it, 10 spirits? Yes. There is a lot that comes in Jagged Aspects. Earth. And the thing is, is when you talk about bang for your buck, and I've seen this on message boards, I've seen this on Discord, Reddit, and BGG, and that kind of thing. I see people all the time, hey, everyone, love Spirit Island, loving the game, but there's a lot of expansions and there's a lot of promotional packs, but which 
one do I get first? And a lot of the time, I see people saying, get Jagged Earth mm, first. Makes sense. And, and the reason why... It's get than yeah, some of the no, promo Yeah, no, for realsies. Yeah. Seriously, because a lot of the other ones have been out of stock for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. They go in and out of stock, like, all the time. But the thing <clears> is, is when you talk about bang for your buck, Jagged Earth is literally the same size. The box is the same size as the core game. And it's packed to the brim. It is packed. Heck, we got new miners, new majors, 10 new peeps. You got new fear cards, events, Badlands, aspects. Brand you new tokens. New tokens. Yep. So many new things. But with that, had I bought Jagged Earth with my box, I'm pretty sure it would still be collecting dust. Just really? because <laughs> there's a lot to take in. So yeah. having a guide on what some of the easiest spirits for new players would be, I think is pretty useful. Mm-hmm. And it is too. to those individuals that we want to lend an assisting hand to today. Now, now, granted, it is very much a truthful statement to say that anyone can approach this game for the very first time, take on literally any spirit, and could have a wonderful time, and we could have a new player come and just triple hand sure. Bringer and vengeance. Fractured and Vengeance and be like, okay, yeah, fun game. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen a whole lot, but it's technically possible. So this is definitely a subjective thing to be sure, but there are certainly some characters that are a lot easier to cognize and understand on the first go-around than a lot of other characters. Yeah, and so yeah, I completely agree. What we're going to do is we're going to introduce who we think are the top three most easy-to-understand spirits. So, which spirit is the best for a newer player to play as? And I want to clarify, this topic is which spirit is best for the newer player to play as? Not which is the best spirit to accompany a newer player as a helpful teammate. Good qualifier. Because some people hear that and be like, oh, who do I play with to help somebody? No, no. I mean, who is the best for the newer player to play as? For them. It's game night. Here are the easier characters for the new people. Right. For them to play as. Not who can I play as to help them in their first game. And unlike the core box, which had four distinct, these are your starting beginner spirits. It's Jagged Earth doesn't have that. It's no. all no moderate. lows. Moderates right and above, now. baby. <laughs> so it's good to find a starting mm. point. It's been really cool, as Ryan's talking, just the popularity of this game growing. Yeah. And you see people joining the Facebook group, wherever, Discord, BGG, Reddit, and they have the base game like Josh. And they start playing this and they're like, wait, this is actually awesome and I mm. want more, more, more. So then they ask those questions and I don't consider them super new. Uh-huh. They have the base game. They've probably played it a bunch, sure. but Jagged Earth does add a lot. So say you take the plunge and purchase Jagged Earth. These spirits, we think, are the best ones to play. And so we thought it'd be really cool to ask this question to the group because each one of us has very specific play styles, opinions, and experiences with various characters in this game. Therefore, we are going to approach this question with different angles. And so our feedback is going to be probably different. So I think it's going to be kind of cool to have differences of opinion here. And so we have no idea. I love that we don't share with each other. We never have. We are, we are always so secretive. We never have. <laughs> are we are talking in odds, general? Or? What are the odds of three identical lists here? Uh, it's never happened. But, um, Not yet. <laughs> hey, <laughs> never tell me the odds. <laughs> no. 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 But the thing that's really cool, though, is when you ask this question to a veteran player, maybe not even a veteran, but maybe someone who's played the game a few times and Josh, they please know- leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll have you know that since season one, Josh has acquired a copy of Spirit Island for himself, John, and has yeah, been playing it. John, I've whoa, whoa. <laughs> played at least five times. Yeah! yeah. That's yeah. a handful. <laughs> Watch your tone, sir. <laughs> I've played with adversaries. Ever heard of them? <laughs> Don't know what those are. Habsburg? Yeah, max level. <laughs> when Laura and I are weapon floor. <laughs> anyway, so the thing is, is people who are familiar with the game are probably going to hear this question, which Jagged Earth Spirit is the best for beginners, and probably think of maybe a collection of four to five characters. They're going to be like, oh, it's like this group. And so, here we are doing a top three. You could argue, oh, well, we basically already know the answer. So basically, the answers are going to be any one of these three, four, or five spirits, and then whichever one the newer player picks is just based on their preference. Or maybe you, as a veteran player, can assist them because, oh, since I know my friend, I'm going to pick someone that I think they'll do well with and provide them as an option. Okay, Mr. New Player, I think you're going to like this character because of this reason and this reason, or maybe this one because of this reason and that reason. So, the thing is, is you can argue, well, we who have played the game a while already know who would be among the best for perhaps a newer player. But A, the newer players have no idea. (laughs) The newer players, B, don't know why that would be the case. And C, if we do it in a top three here, we don't know who is where in first, second, and third. So that's going to be a fun discovery. Like I said before, I have no idea who John and who Josh has on their top three, nor do I know in what order. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So... I'm really curious to like see the reasoning behind that's the mo- what that's you the guys have. Right. Because we had a game that we all got together. Yeah. And that was yeah. a fun time. It was. It was indeed. Are we going to get into it? Whoa. <laughs> you can get into it for as much as it affects your list as possible. Okay. So reference it as you wish. It's not going to be like a step-by-step game, you know, game plan well, thing. On turn one, <laughs> I took growth option three. <laughs> and Josh stared at his cards. <laughs> Do you remember anything I did in that game? Uh, anyway, <laughs> you, anyway. Did a, you made a beast token. Yeah, hey! hey! Well, without any further ado, gentlemen, shall we? Let's get into it. This is where the fun begins. Hey! <laughs> Number three. So I go first. Yeah. Because reasons. Because reasons. I kind of have a general theme. Yeah. With what I picked. And I guess it'll come into fruition as my list goes on. So I'm not going to say it first off. But it was really cool seeing Josh play in our game and what he saw. Because we played a lot of, I would consider lower level spirits or (laughs) easier ones to maybe comprehend. No one was playing Fracture or Starlight or something. Finder. So right. it was cool to see your reaction to our gameplay and also the spirit you were playing. So that mm. actually informed me. Oh, real quick. Okay, so we had our big game night, right? And that was a yeah. lot of fun. We had pizza, we had Josh over. Hey. It's like a production when you play Spirit Island. Mm-hmm. I did something similar with my brother, and I had him over. He lives in a totally different city, and we were playing against France, and he was playing Serpent, and I was playing Shadows. And on turn two, we get Farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I just need our it. favorite. Uh, so I just need it's quick farmers oh. hate real quick. So farmers, you either build, and with France, it's bad if you build because extra towns, or they either blight the land, uh-huh. and another bad thing happens. Uh, so not a whole lot of good. Either we lose to the towns, or you lose, or so we either chose blight because we didn't want to insta lose, and to then the <laughs> that's right, we blighted. From the farmers, and then the first ravage made us blight the island, so we had to flip the card. It was tipping point, and we insta lost on turn two. Oh, 
Oh, come on. Because Serpent only had two presents out. Of course. So, two? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, welcome to France. It's just one of those things where, like, we made a big <laughs> night of it. My, with that fantasy of general <laughs> You know, you make a big production. It's hard to have people over to play a game. And yeah. he's like, we made a meal for him, and we set it all up, and put all the pieces out, and then game's over. I'm like, all right, 8.30. Uh, see you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so take Bye. farmers out of the game. Please take farmers out of the game. <laughs> All right, my first one. Sorry, I just had to say that. No worries. All right, so I picked an overall theme, trying to think of what a newer player would like. I Mm. think sometimes fear is harder to comprehend Mm. in that specific gameplay, or maybe even like pushing things around the board, even like high control maybe is difficult. So my first one I picked was Volcano. Hey, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. We have a friend that Ryan and I know, Evan. We yeah. We played a game with him, and he had played a couple times with us, sure. and we started to introduce Dragon Earth to him, and he chose Volcano. So it's like one of those things where I've experienced a newer player playing, and he really took to it. I mm. think the growth options in Volcano are what we kind of know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's not like a pick one yeah. and one. Right, right. Or more pick one and always pick this one or something. It's thankfully not an intimidating one. It's not. When it's- you look at you it. basically just have a reclaimed growth or you have like the double presence growth yeah. or you have like one presence and then cards. that last one does so many things it does like four things <laughs> it's so great but it's not hard to comprehend yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah. so he never had a question about like how do i grow mm-hmm. and he was very aware of like okay i can only go in mountains like something mm-hmm. about that like it just makes it easier if you can only go to one spot like yeah. less decision making right it like consolidates your thinking yeah it, it takes some of those hard choices away from you you're sure. not spending a lot of time sure. thinking do i I go to this wetland or right. should I go to this coastal right, land right. or where should I grow? He's like, oh, I can go to this mountain or this mountain. I'm like, yeah. Yep. And he's like, cool. Yeah. It streamlines <laughs> the presence placement yeah. conundrum. To one spot. Mm. I think it's a very thematic spirit. So as a new player, that's fun. It I, is. Yeah. I know all the spirits are thematic, right? Right. <laughs> Ryan had that comment. Laura's like, this one's really thematic. And Ryan's like, they <laughs> But some are easier to grasp. Like, oh, river. That's easy to think. But fractured days? You're making a literal volcano. You're stacking stacking them. And so for Evan, it was just like, dude, I am making this volcano. I'm like, yeah, you are, man. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Good for you. Yep. And I think blowing stuff up, not that like that makes you a dumb player if you like blow stuff up <laughs> as an eloquent control player. <laughs> but something about Evan's like, yeah, I did damage there, I blew it up. And so he took the city off the board. I'm like, yeah, you totally yeah. did. You know? It's simple. It's just there's bad guy, I gotta get bad guy. Boom. Get bad guy, and you can do damage in two lands in mm. the original land, and then you know, one range away, or if you get mm. higher, you can make that longer. Yeah, and the theme in a character, like you said, it really helps because a character who's very thematic makes sense. You don't have to brute force memorize anything. Right. Sure. Because sometimes right. I've had to explain, like, this is what it means, like, because you're a shadow and you're mm. across the map. And there's like, yeah, oh, oh crops yeah. wither. Why are the crops withering? Because you're making a shadow on the... Oh, oh yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's <laughs> but, cool, but some discoveries are a lot easier to... Oh, 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 yeah. I yeah. think that's why people like ocean a lot. It's like, oh, my tide's going in. Right. <laughs> and then when bad guys go in there, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm drowning. So I think Volcano is super thematic. Yeah. I think it's great gratifying to play because you feel like you're doing a lot yeah which you are i mean sometimes there would be a turn we didn't do anything but you know he'd be like i stacked another piece on that mountain like you 
sure did, bucko. Yeah. And he got to like a six present explosion. That's huge. It mm-hmm. was really cool for him to do that. One thing I really liked is it's got this really nice support card where you can yes. give range Exaltation and or... of Molten Stone. Yes, thank you, Ryan. That's the one where you split one energy per fire element you have between yourself and a target spirit as evenly as you can. Then that friend that you target can get plus one range on all their powers this turn if it originates from a mount. Which is, I think, really cool. It, again, it goes in with the theme. And for Evan and for other new... <laughs> I'm making so many references to Evan. But, hey. Uh, hey, shout out to Evan. Hey, uh, <laughs> it helped him focus not just on his own board tile. Yeah. So he would look around and be like, does anyone want extra range? Does anyone in a mound? Does anyone need energy? It would get him engaged because sometimes as a newer player, yeah. you can get very overwhelmed and you're just like, I yeah, need to take care. Even if it's a small thing, you're right. It is very nice to feel like you are contributing to, to the, the team, team play aspect of the game. So those are the things I saw about yeah. Volcano. I know it's like very much my experience with one newer player, but it mm. seemed to really click for him and I saw it in my mind. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense why sure. this spirit did so well for a newer player. Yeah. So Volcano for me. I feel it. One quick last thing about Volcano. We mentioned all the new things you get in the box with Jagged Earth. Mm-hmm. Volcano uses one of those new tokens being Badlands. Yeah. So I think that is also helpful to a newer player. You get to see what this is. You get to place it out. Lava Flows is great because it's also a card where you can get a choice. It's a mm. choice. You can either get a Badlands and a Wilds, shout out to another token that you can get experience with, or you can use it for damage. Which is cool because if you are in the beginning just stacking up Badlands, you can do that. And then mm-hmm. that one damage can turn into a three or four. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, you've talked about with a lot of minor powers that can stack Badlands. Oh yeah, one of my favorite things. So I think that's a, another cool part of this kit where you can start to gain more experience. Mm-hmm. These are what Badlands are. These are what they do. This is how they stack damage. Yeah. So I've never played Volcano, but something he does is he destroys his own presence. Mm-hmm. Now as a new player, that seems typically bad. Yes. So did that throw off your friend at all? What was helpful, I think the innates are kind of self-explanatory, but on your right innates, which is called Powered by the, the Earth. Yes, Powered <laughs> by the Furnace of the Earth, you can add your destroyed presence. Okay. So I think it made sense to him, but he would have to blow up to do damage, but then he had a way to getting it back yeah. with the right innate. Thankfully, that's something that you can quickly identify because you look at the left one. Oh, I can destroy stuff to do effects. Look to the right. Oh, but I can get them back. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So thankfully it's like, uh, uh uh-oh. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Like that net is right there. Yeah. So I think maybe at first it was just like a question, but like Ryan said, you glance over to the right, you see that there is an easy way to get it back. Gotcha. Before I go on to give my number three, I'd like to give a little insight onto the thought process that I had for why I picked the characters that I picked so you can understand, oh, okay, this is why. All right. So first off, like we said earlier, these are all of our opinions. Very highly subjective. Okay. Incredibly subjective. (laughs) The reason I picked Volcano because of one time I played a a game with a newer player. I'm like, hey, you took to this really nicely. (laughs) That's not an opinion. That's a fact. (laughs) So the way I see it, each spirit teaches the player important values within the game, both with their strengths and their weaknesses. So, just as an example, take the low complexity spirits from the base game, for instance. Let's see what we can learn from some of their strengths. Oh, lightning can teach you the value of the speed of a power and why that is a big deal. River can teach you the value of how effective control can be. (laughs) Earth can teach you the value of presence placement and the intentionality you should have when placing a presence on the board. 
good defense. Yeah. Okay. Shadows can teach you how powerful Dahan can be. True. And effectively using them well. You can learn many things from any number of characters. Some lessons or values can be learned from a variety of spirits. So I'm not saying that you can only learn certain things from certain characters, but that there are specific characters who are more likely to convey the truth or reality of a game mechanic to the player in an easier and more straightforward way than perhaps another character might. So for instance, both River and Shadows could teach the player the value of control. Mm. But, you know, personally, I just think River will probably teach that lesson a bit easier and clearer than Shadows would. Shadows also teaches fear is a viable oh, yeah. for new players. There are a plethora of lessons that everyone Let's keep the teaches. Shadows love going. Yeah! <laughs> I was just listing one thing. But in the same way that a character can teach you something about the game with their strengths, they can also teach you something with their weaknesses Let's also. stop talking about Shadows. <laughs> so, for instance, with the exact same crew, no! <laughs> Lightning can teach you the value of proper hand management. Mm. Having a bunch of cards and being like, oh, I have enough card play? Let's use them all. Oh, no. <laughs> Reclaim loop. River can teach you the value of fear generation and how important that is. Lack thereof. Because <laughs> they got that. <laughs> Nothing, baby. Earth can teach you the value of finding damage cards and the mm. importance of actually going through the decks yeah. because their damage mm. comes from Dahan and sometimes in many scenarios, that's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, unless you're running sword and board. You yeah. do a lot of damage. Yeah. Shadows can teach you the value of which growth option to pick. Always growth options. <laughs> <laughs> you need that energy in the early Shadows game, can also folks. teach you the value of good proliferation. <laughs> <laughs> and or hunting growth and growth or aspects. <laughs> or aspects. Shadows can also teach you why you should be playing a different spirit. Stop! No, I like Shadows. Not again. Ah, level 6, we've done it. <laughs> so, regarding every spirit, there's something each spirit has that may be difficult for the player to mantle or understand. And so, that thing may may serve as a barrier to an enjoyable experience for the player. So I made my list with the spirits that I have in my top three about the lessons that they can teach the player yeah. and the importance of those lessons and the simplicity of understanding these lessons in a clear way that you will remember, but also the potential barriers that the player might have. Now, when I come to potential barriers, I listed those from things that I think newer players will struggle with, as well as things that I have seen newer players yeah. struggle with. So in the same way that you were talking about Volcano and the things that Evan was able to, hey, I could do this, and hey, yeah, uh, really well, maybe not that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so these are opinions from both me and from the experiences that I've had. That is how I've structured mine, the lessons that each spirit teaches you. So, my number three... Volcano looming oh, high. Oh, no! <laughs> what if we have the same exact list, Ryan? I guess we're going to find uh, out. That was fast. <laughs> so, Volcano can teach the player the value of range. This is really cool. Yeah. Because they have a awesome awesome special rule that allows them to boost the range of power cards. And so, as the newer player is going through the deck, they can still feel special by, hey, I can do something that you can't. That's always fun. You yeah. always want someone to have something asymmetric and different from someone else. And so, this is something that I think is really easy to understand, but they can quickly see, ooh, ooh, because then range zero powers become completely different. And there's a lot of those in the minor yeah. deck where I pull them and I see like, oh! 
oh, mm-hmm. I'm not range zero mm-hmm. from this. I can't defend here. And so they can think, oh, I can add plus one range. And in the same way that you thought, John, I think Volcano assists a newer player in the fact that they can only go to mountains because it completely streamlines yes. where they go. And they don't have to worry about range stuff because, hey, just remember, so long as you have three or more presents, you get plus one range on all your things with the exception of your explosive So you kind of cool. want to go in the same right. spot. And now they can start thinking about their presence less for sacred site usage as a normal character would, but rather for range and now ammo for their cool innate. And it's really cool for them to have something that's manageable. Yeah. And I don't think it's really that hard to think, hey, I can deal damage based on how many things I destroy. And thankfully, since I can get them back, this is my ammo. Okay, cool. Okay. So now they have a fun mini game that they can have with themselves, but they don't have to worry so much about, yeah. hey, I have land restrictions. Oh, I can't go in blighted lands. Or, oh, I can't do this in a wetland or a sand. Oh, I can only do this in jungle. Oh, hey, it doesn't matter. Your entire hand can go in any land. You can boost your range. Yeah. And so when you're finding cards, you can just pick up these cards and be like, hey, plus one. Sweet. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a big struggle I've seen. So you're in the growth phase and someone's like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, you grow, you place a presence. So they're like, okay, where? Right, <laughs> right, know? right. And, and it's a question I frequently have. When I play with you guys, it's like, I don't have a good spot for it. How can I help you guys out? <laughs> so many times people have asked me, oh, where should I place a presence? I'm like, who are you? What's your situation? What do you have in your hand? And what do you have in your There's a million questions, currently? right? And you literally could grow anywhere, theoretically. Also, what do you feel like doing? Yeah, and what uh, cards you have? And what innates are you triggering this turn? Yeah, I so, usually, by the way, I don't actually barrage them. But those are what you're thinking. But that's what right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Volcano yeah. definitely helps deal with that beginner analysis paralysis that you can Mm -hmm. get when staring at your growth track, Mm -hmm. which I am oft to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's the longest chunk of the game. Yeah, is the growth phase for a lot of us. Another lesson that Volcano can teach is the value of losing presence Mm. and specifically how not bad it actually is. I know that when you have presence and like, hey, this is you, this is your support on the island, but when you lose it, oh no, and it's scary. I get that. That is scary. That's one of my things, When I first played it, I felt like I was losing power. Right. Right? I was losing my effect on the island. But one thing that Volcano will assist the player, I think, is that losing presence is okay. (laughs) And even if you're not Volcano, losing presence is still okay. Because you have 13 presence, okay? They have to catch you 13 times in order for you to actually lose. I've never seen it. I have literally never seen someone lose all 13. Sure, a tipping point thing here and there, but I'm talking about like all 13. Like you can lose one or two and it's fine. And in Volcano's case, you're one of the three people in the game that can natively get their presence back. Yeah. Green and downpour being the others. So it's like, it's all right because you're blowing your stuff up anyway. If they catch you and they hurt you one, that's fine. That's in your gameplay style already. And it's easy to grow because of the double placing presence or the growth ray option. You are also able to place a presence. So don't sweat it. So don't sweat it. Yeah. Another lesson that I think Volcano can teach is coexisting with Blight is mm. not so bad. Yeah. Fun fact, pretty much every Jagged Earth Spirit teaches this lesson. <laughs> yeah. We really <laughs> And we're going to be seeing that in my list going forward. Blight is your friend. So Blight is something that you don't want to overspam. 
okay, cool. But I remember having the mindset from the base game, especially because of Memory Fades to Dust, as well as Downward Spiral. Death Spiral. Ooh, death Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> that it's a never. Like, nope, 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 nope. But in truth, placing a blight out there is not the worst. Remember, it's only the last few that matter. Yeah. Sure, you can dabble with it. You actually can. But you just don't want to use this inefficiently. Like, too much. Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. You don't want to be cavalier right. with it. Well, and it has a thematic application as well. Like, yeah. You don't want to damage the island. You're trying to protect it. Right. You don't want to burn down the forest to kick out the invaders. Mm. Right. And so the thing is, is once you see that it's a part of your gameplay style, you may think, oh, no, I don't want to do this because I'm hurting the island. Blight. But if you do, the thing is, is you won't be yourself. The point is, you being yourself does this to the island, and that's okay. Because mm. you can find cards, and with them, with increased range, that can get rid of it. You can have friends that can get rid of it. And heck, even if you don't get rid of it, and the island does blight, you can still win. It's all You can right. still have a healthy island, who knows? It's one of those things where it's like, it's scary, but it's not so bad. It's okay to blight. Yep. God still loves you. <laughs> <laughs> One question. Eric still loves you. <laughs> a question I was, because obviously we picked the same spirit, I was mulling over. There is the Dahan damage. That did seem to trip up Evan a little bit. I don't know if like... Just give me about like 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. We'll tackle back to Now, that. when it comes to the whole coexistence with Blight, I'm talking to the players who never Blight, and they care way too much about being perfect. And I'm telling those players that it's okay to dabble. I'm not telling the players who already dabble to go overspam with it. I'm telling the people who are very uptight, who were me in 2017. Sure. Who played it way too safe. I'm talking to those people. See, I can't blame you because you had two Blight cards. <laughs> And they were both bad and worse. Right. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, is if you have Jagged Earth, that's no longer the setting. That's mm. no longer the environment. It's okay. Yep. So I think another lesson that Volcano can teach is the value of sacred site accessibility. Mm. What I mean by this is there are a plethora of awesome cards in the deck that require you to have a sacred site in order to use because they're really cool. Strong majors. Quicken the Earth struggles. Phenomenal card requires a sacred site. If you are Volcano, everything you do is a sacred site. Why is this cool? Because you can A, see the power of sacred site cards, but B, you can still feel special because I don't have to worry about whether I do or don't have that. I always have that. Mm -hmm. So I can always use sacred site cards. Hey, cool. I can understand that you or you may not be able to use this unless you have to like go through some other hoops to jump through to make it work. I can just make it work like that you very are easily. one very tall sacred site and Super so sacred. you can use these powerful cards and feel kind of cool about yourself that's a unique thing with volcano you never have to worry about sacred site legalities because usually i don't like having sacred sites because you feel clumped up in one spot type mm -hmm. of thing it's like i want to spread out i want to be everywhere but with volcano you need to be in one spot mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about the legalities i like that point ryan yeah i guess that depends on play style see i'm mm -hmm. a player who i typically build a ton of sacred sites really and okay. don't branch out too Mm -hmm. We are different, you and I. <laughs> Together we can rule the islands, Spider-Man. In the exact same way, range zero cards you can take. Because then you can buff them. Mm -hmm. There are so many cards that have restrictions and strings attached. Whether it be range zero or sacred sight, you can ignore some of these strings that are attached to some of these cards. Sure, not every card in the game, but to a lot of them. Yeah. Therefore, you can feel special and cool. Like, hey, cool. I remember I used that card as Volcano. And even if you're not playing 
thing as Volcano, the new player can remember a time where they had that ease of access mm-hmm. to cards. So it's like, hey, cool. Sure, I may not be able to go places, but look at all these cards I can use a lot easier than even some of my friends, which is, is really cool. Is gold's allure on that list somewhere? You have to mention every time you talk about Volcano, because you're like, this is the perfect card of Volcano. I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah, you were. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. <laughs> Copy, no, this delete. is one of those things where I've said it so many times, I actually wasn't, but it's true. Gold's Allure allows you to gather bad guys to a mountain, and so since you hmm. can attack on mountains all the time, it's just like wonderful natural combo. There, does that satiate your <laughs> mental... The prospector pushes down the explosive and just the whole mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. One thing, though, Volcano will teach the player the value of friendly fire. Mm. Because you do a lot of splash damage. Poor Don. Lot of splash damage, both to bad guys and to the Dahan. On one hand, I think it's important to know how important Dahan are, but I also want the player to understand how there are multiple strategies to play in this game. Blight-heavy strategies, Dahan-heavy strategies, beast-heavy strategies, mixed approaches. And so I think if you have friendly fire in there, this is one of the few characters who does have friendly fire. Ocean has friendly fire, Keeper has friendly fire, and so does Volcano. Mm. So the point is, you can see that each one of these characters can carry a team while killing Dahan. Normally, I don't really like killing Dahan, but my point being, there are a lot of strategies in this game that aren't the same that also work. And so there is a value of keeping Dahan alive. You can see your friends maybe using them in your game. Okay, I could do that if I wanted. Yeah. So there's a choice now. Do I go for defend cards and use that power? Or, huh, well, I can do this. There's a choice. There's choices, and they're simple to understand choices. Because Volcano also allows you to, okay, well, do I do small damage? Or big ones. Or big ones, because the big ones will mean that there's more blight on the table, but that means a lot more damage, because the thing is, is the more presence you destroy at the first level, you just get damage based on how much stuff you destroy. At the next level, you get fear, in addition. Mm. But then the next one, you get bonus damage. Bonus damage. Range. And you start to do it in multiple lands. Yeah. So there's all these cool perks that get added to your explosive eruption. So it's a cool choice to have. So even if you do have friendly fire and whatnot, my point is you have access to different kinds of builds. And I think that is what's cool. And something that Volcano does is it gives a new player a very clear goal to build that mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because as a new player, it's easy to get bogged down with what to do. What am I supposed to do here? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So having a clearly defined goal, build up that mountain. The more you blow up, the more damage you deal. It's good. Very good. What I saw, Evan really liked Reign of Ash in regards to, like, destroying Dahan. Mm -hmm. Because he was like, I don't want to do that. Because he liked, you know, the... Interesting card, too. Because it pushes bad guys away. It pushes To a land that doesn't have your presence. It's That's bad. Oh. (laughs) Because... Well, well, yeah, he he was just trying to save Dahan. Right. Well, here's the thing. Getting Dahan out of there, good. Getting bad guys out of there bad so because it's, you it's want you want bad guys on your lands because whenever you destroy your presence bad guys on your lands get dealt damage yeah so you want to gather as many bad guys to yourself as often as you can because collapse in a blast of lava and steam hurts bad guys in the way that we just described of course speaking in a general
general sense, it's never a bad idea to move bad guys off of a problem spot if they're about to build or maybe attack and blight you, for instance. But you get what I'm saying for this particular strategy. So once again, you have that choice. This will save the Dahan, but, but it makes it harder to reach the bad guy. And this isn't worded because there are some control cards we can push up to. This is not right. that. It's right. you have to push this and two right. explorers. You right. have it's to not do it. May. It's yeah, right. it's not May, it's not because up to Pyroclastic Bombardment hits everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So it's cool making those choices though. It yeah. was cool to see a newer player working. So that out. you will have to make an effort to sift out who you are hitting. Yeah. Find some additional control cards to manipulate good guys out of there or bad guys to you. Or maybe grab defend cards so that you yeah. can keep Dahan from dying in all these various things. I think defend cards are really clutch because, mm-hmm. like you said, with range, you can buff defend cards' yeah. range. So you can yep. be a whole yep. influence on the entire mm-hmm. island. Volcano, like you said, John, also can teach the value of Badlands and Wilds. That was on my list, too. I think Laura's... We have a new token here. Laura's still game. trying to figure out Badlands. <laughs> yep. Don't worry. We're there whenever she's playing. Exactly. <laughs> standing them up. <laughs> hey. Oh yeah, you did that in our game. But simply put, we all know here on the table what these tokens do, but the original roster didn't really have a whole lot of characters that could. No. Sure, Keeper could. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so point being, whenever you have someone that uses a token that allows the player to become more familiarized with that token. Really straightforward <laughs> stuff. So then the last big lesson, I mentioned this before already, but the importance of splash damage. Mm-hmm. Or to word it in another way, the value of efficient offense. Whether it be gathering bad guys into you and hitting them there, or going out to find ways to hit multiple lands simultaneously. Okay. Volcano has this very easily built into their kit automatically. When you play as another attacker, you're going to be like, oh man, I remember when I played Volcano and you can attack two lands every single time. At minimum. Yeah. Then, at certain levels, you can attack seven or ten, yeah. depending Whatever's on how many adjacent, you're adjacent yeah. to. Right. And the finders in your game. Right. With so we can see, <laughs> yeah. the player can see efficient offense in the form of splash damage, hitting multiple targets, reaching all these various targets that are far away or in adjacent yeah. lands. And that's really valuable. The potential barriers I think Volcano may have, only going to mountains might make people maybe think... Restricted? Restricted. Okay. But I honestly think this one's not so bad, because the moment you get that range increase, like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And it's so cool to make a tower. I know. know? It's so cool. I think they're more (laughs) eager for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the restriction there is only upside for a new player. Unlike Mm. something like Lure or Ocean, where there are times when you're like, man, That feels more restrictive, honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But with the range booster volcano seems to have yeah. all the bases pretty well covered yeah explosive eruption can be confusing okay. i have seen that because people are like wait what what once you know what it is it's very simple level one do damage and your damage is based on how much presence you destroy level two you can now add fear to that cool based on the same number then your third tier allows you to still get fear still do damage but now you get bonus damage on top of that and in extra lands than you originally targeted and then of course you got the the big one the 10 I've only seen it once (laughs) kill yourself and everything else (laughs) you're just doing 14 damage and maybe 16 17 18 20 depending on how many Badlands tokens it's phenomenal but the thing is is it can be confusing especially with how it relates to collapse in a blast of lava and steam because at first First, it wasn't obvious to me or even many of the other players that you attack in two lands because you destroy your presence, right? But whenever you destroy your presence, you deal damage where it was destroyed. So the game doesn't tell you, hey, you're attacking in two spaces. You kind of figured that oh. out. Oh! Yeah. 
Oh, I thought it was more kind of like a vengeance as a burning plague thing. Mm. Oh, whenever they catch me, I get a disease out there. Mm. Oh, whenever they catch me, I can do some damage back to them. But if you destroy your presence, you can damage them. Oh, 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 oh. And this is a common theme. Blight can be scary. It's fun to go ahead and still walk the line, but sometimes you can be like, okay, that was uh, more than I was comfortable with. And you just put six (laughs) blight out there, you're like... Okay, uh, well, huh, hmm. Thematically, it makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, it makes it a does. ton of it's sense. It's so cool. And I love it. Yeah. Like I said before, I love Halala Flows. It gives you the chance between this effect or that effect. Yeah. I think it's really cool because there's a lot of cards in the game that do that. So you can kind of get into the whole mental zeitgeist. Okay, I can do effect one or effect two. Hmm. hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Volcano also teaches you the value of fear. It goes, boom, ten fear. Sweet. That's that was your card. But the thing is still Blight can still be scary. Especially so, the newer players. I think the Jagged Earth Spirits really hammer this notion home that it's okay to coexist, but still, it's a nails on a chalkboard thing to many players, and I don't think it should be ignored. I concur. Hey! You're, you're <laughs> number oh, three. Oh, 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 number oh. three. <clears throat> Let me get my glasses. Get his monocle. You're an old man. He's an old man now. Even though he's the youngest one here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old soul. For my number three, it's one that works very well with Volcano. Oh. Hey. At least I would think. And it is the only spirit from Jagged Earth I've actually played. Hey. For my number three, I'm picking Lure of the Deep Wilderness. Oh. Such a good spirit. Fantastic. Kind of confusing. Had I not <laughs> played them and just read the stuff on the wiki, yeah. I don't think it would have been on my list. Mm. Really? Yeah. So it's four new tokens for a player to keep track of. You've got wilds, beasts... Not strife. Not strife. That's Disease. the only one you don't have. There you go. And Badlands. Hey. Yeah. Hey. You get hey. It. You get a cookie. So lure does have a lot of slow powers, not a lot of damage or defense right yeah. off the bat. So it looks tricky. It requires right. a lot of planning ahead. You have to break down the cities and towns, pull them into you, and then smite them with smallwood by the wilderness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Just, our game, it seemed like the slowness of lure, like you had to get adjusted to that. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to set up your depots of sadness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to sell this spirit to new players. <laughs> you were struggling. Hard. I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, let them ads me. <laughs> I did have a seizure. But <laughs> only one. I'd say by turn three, that's when everything clicked and it was all coming together. And I was breaking stuff down, triggering my innates at multiple levels. What changed on turn three? You keep mentioning turn three. So turn three was right when I realized, like, okay, I need to start planning ahead here. <laughs> I can't just make a wild stoke in every turn and, and call it a day. I remember you asked me, wait, so my innate does this, but it also says that. Does that mean I do both? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Lure has some of the like, most oh. multifaceted innates in the entire game. And he was like, oh, nice! Yes, and I, I distinctly remember, I think it was end of turn two, you two were like coming up with a plan and like mm-hmm. getting all excited. Dude, me and, and, and Ryan, and hand in hand. Then you do this, then I do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You guys like high five me, like, <laughs> yes! And you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm blighting. <laughs> and both my ravage lands. I remember, I remember that. I, it was a coastal sands that I just could not deal with mm-hmm. for a minute. But all I had to do is I dug up some power cards, got some defense with some range, yep. and I was able to start steadying the boat, Okay, so mm. to speak. Stabilize the boat. Yeah, stabilizing the boat. And once that happened, it was all uphill for there. Lure felt like a powerhouse. Mm. I mean, Josh's board quickly got very clean. Right. And as the game goes on, you get more presence, which equates to more explore 
or ignoring. Yes. Which is also really fun. Yeah. I don't think you blighted after that turn. After that bad ravage where the sands no, yeah, I, I blighted one time. Yeah. And after mm-hmm. that, it was all hunky-dory. Hey! Because I remember, as the game turned, I was playing mines. Not that I was struggling, but obviously with mines. I... You hear that, T.E.F.? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't struggling. He played many mines. I played many I mines. I played Gritting Trickster. <laughs> See? We can adapt and play different play styles. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it helped that we were all beast users. Yeah, we had a sub-theme of beast users. The beast That's so right. So many beasts, which made my stuff easier, and I was making your stuff better. Oh, and 100%. Easier to access. I kept stealing your beast. I'm like, eh, I'll take that one. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you were spawning them. You asked before you slid them onto your board. I think I took one to Ryan's without asking him, like, it was unexpected anyway, hey, this that's tiger. Fine. <laughs> I was making so many beasts. The unexpected tiger. That's right. No you up. did have such a beast build with Trickster. That that's was so how cool. I like to play Yeah, them. it was cool. Yeah, it was fun. But for new players, I do think Lure has some good things to teach. Tokens are a fun resource to manage, mm. and having to learn four of them, yeah, it was a lot, but once I got it... Hey, I give you that player a card. <laughs> Don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> Wilds and Disease are very straightforward. Well, all of them are pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. The only one that can be confusing, I'd say, is Badlands. Sure. But even that, once you get right, the, it's nuance, not the, worst. Once it's you not the nuances worst. You out of the out. way, and you mm. stand them up, just... <laughs> it just you were all about standing them up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Because we would like push him down because I'm like maybe misplaced him and he would like then reset it up. They look better. With the premium token pack where they actually can stand up. Yes. <laughs> Sponsored by Broken Token. <laughs> hey! hey! People at home trying to do like the cardboard ones. No, not that oh, one. No. <laughs> you won't stand. If but... you can make that one stand up, props, dude. <laughs> you have a level house. Yeah, really. <laughs> but Lure definitely, I think he's powerful. He's a lot, but it's stuff you're going to have to learn anyways mm-hmm. playing Jagged Earth. After those first few turns of playing him, I mm-hmm. think you'll click okay. probably faster yeah. than I did, and you'll just start having a blast. Yeah. The big key there is his innates. They're so good. So good. And you can trigger them pretty Nine easily. Nine things can happen. With very <laughs> consistently. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I have one question. With one of the growth options, you can gain an element. Was that like a hang up at all? Because that is a newer thing. I see debates about that often. What do you think? I think it's not a huge deal to see elements and other bonuses on the present track. Okay. I thought that was really cool, actually. You like that? There was one moment, I think I took like 10 minutes to pick my growth up. For you guys were all like, <laughs> come on, Josh, come on. Well, yeah, I remember you were like, "What? how are my growth up? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to do one or two, then three or four. And you're like, oh, 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 <laughs> so the elements, either being on tracks or on growth options, that didn't throw you off. No, it okay. definitely added a layer to it where you think about your innates a lot. And that's sure. a good thing this spirit teaches you. Like, yes. Innates are good. Use them yes. every turn. They are amazing. And picking the element that gets you to the yes. next tier of yes. innate based off your card play, very good. I think mm. Lure has some of the strongest innates just because there's so many like health multipliers that, that can be added in this game, either through events or England or Habsburg. And Lure just doesn't care and breaks them down. Breaks so that them is down. something that even adversaries can't touch. Spits out Badlands, yeah. and then you nuke them with Swallowed by the Wilderness. Deal like. Well, Very similarly to how Fractured Days works, Lure's third growth option, they can get either a plant, an air, right. or a moon. And since your innates use those, it's like, okay, well, I can kind of pick which one I want to stress this turn. Which innate okay. to focus on. So it's kind of fun to formulate that plan. How much damage did you end up doing with your Depot of Sadness, as Ryan calls it? <laughs> yeah! I think at the end, there's one spot in the center of my board 
I'd suck everything in it. It wasn't crazy. It was like eight damage, but one energy and yeah. fast. That's yeah. A starting that's power awesome. Card. That's pretty that's good. major power level. Yeah, Seriously, absolutely. it's no manifestations. <laughs> <laughs> But there's only that one. That is a special case, John, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> there's only one Thunder Speaker in the game. But when That's you're right. doing that every turn at fast, yeah, and right, breaking things down um, and gathering people into that token stuff place. in, yeah, he seemed very strong once the engine got moving. Yeah. So I would recommend new players. I think he's a little thinky, but uh, you can handle it. But I mean, it's your number three, so that's a that's character true. that you think is decent, but not technically just, the yeah, best. Just so yeah, a character I played just mm. from reading on the wiki. There were at least two more I found that I thought would probably mm. be better for yeah. a new player. Okay. So there are our number threes. John's with Volcano Looming High. Ryan with Volcano Looming High. And Josh <laughs> with Lure. <laughs> It was cool seeing you so strong. I think that's cool for a newer player, too. Like, Volcano, the strength yeah. of the eruption, and then you doing eight damage right. in all these Badlands. I think that's something a newer player can really enjoy seeing. Right. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Number two! Number two. So, for my number two... I hope it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. How good is your poker face? John, I guess we're going to find out. I have Grinning Trickster Stirs Up Trouble. The way I saw it, Trickster teaches the values of a lot of things. Okay. Right off the bat, the most obvious one, Strife. That's the Strife user. Just as it is with all the other tokens, it's good to see how certain tokens work. Because when you go to play the game later on, you're like, aha, I remember my experience as that character. Yeah. And seeing how it could be used in large quantities, in small quantities. The difference in your current game versus how you used it last time. How it can stop damage. How it can go ahead and slap that thing on a city, even if that's a Swedish city that's coming in with five damage. Who cares? And be like, ha And you can just counter all of it. And Dahan counterattacks are really fun to set up because on your presence track you'd be like yo move a Dahan in there block the damage and then counterattack on that sucker hey you know it's kind of fun to see what you can do with strife and I think it's just an important lesson when it comes to token users yeah. to learn these tokens the I OCD-ness of me is mad that Trickster and Vengeance weren't shipped with Branch and Claw because I want each I know. token I know. to be I represented know. in Branch Wild? and Claw Keeper Beast Fangs Disease Vengeance and strive, <gasps> trickster. Yeah, I just no, to be I know, so dude. Perfect. I completely feel <laughs> you. Same thing. But now that we are in the modern times where we have all of them now, that's true. Hooray! At least we can have the family all back together once again. But I think trickster, and once again, trickster is not the only person that can teach you this lesson. But they can teach you the lesson of how valuable a pick two growth option is, mm. because they are the only jagged earth spirit that has a pick two. Lure gets close, but lure is an asterisk. Yes, they pick two, but it's not a pick any two. It's pick one or two, then three or four. Trickster is the only one that is actually a true pick two. And so it's fun to go to market and be like, okay. I'm oh, it's the shopping. best type of growth options. I love <laughs> that one. And if you like that, Starlight can even go to pick three. <gasps> but don't start with Starlight. Anyway, so <laughs> it's fun to look at, okay, what can I do? Oh, I can pick two of these. Okay, I can mix this with that. Okay, I can mix this with that. Okay, I just need this. Yeah, because there's not a lot of feel bad growth phases with Trickster. You don't feel restricted. Sometimes you can pick one and be like, I'm not... Is that the right one? 
Hmm. Well, now you can pick two. So now you can be like, okay, I'll do a little bit of this one and a little bit of that one. It's like a soup. I'll throw this in there. Yeah. I'll throw that in there. Okay, you, cool. You feel like you're always doing something beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't really have to choose, unlike some spirits, between like, do I reclaim? Do I gain energy? Do I grow? It's really whatever you want to do. Yeah. Then, I think Trickster can teach you the value of minor powers. Mm. For Lo, their game mechanic about, let's see what happens, lets you go through the minor power deck, you get to see the value of what these minor powers can do. Sure, they're random, but the thing is, it's in your gameplay style to surf through that puppy and see what's in there. And you can be like, wow, I did that with a minor power. Hey, I did this with a minor power. I defended. I spawned a Han. Hey, I got rid of a Blight. You can see now what minor powers can do and why I think that's cool for a new player players because a new player was told hopefully in the game's <laughs> tutorial from the person teaching the game that there are minor powers and there are major well naturally we all want to go to majors right because that sounds like it's powerful They're minor better. power huh. Minor power sounds so weak in comparison, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just a minor power. But then, once you play a game where you're using minor after minor after minor after minor, you're like, hey, these things are actually really useful. Yeah. I've seen some players that go for majors because they're like, ooh, majors, that's cool, that's where the powerful stuff is. And they completely overlooked the usefulness of minors. So I think that Trickster can display the usefulness of minor powers. I think that's twofold because, Ryan, as you said, you were learning the minor power deck by using Let's See What Happens and you are getting more comfortable, more familiar with these powers. So as you start to play Trickster more and more, you'll keep track of what's in the discard pile of the minor deck. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, there have already been some blight placing ones. Yeah. I know that I can target this blight of land because odds are it won't come up. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there haven't been a lot of defend cards. Mm -hmm. I need to defend this land. Let's see what happens. Let's see oh, what happens. it's a defend yeah. card. So I is. think that is twofold where you're learning the minor power deck. Because you're learning it, you're more aware of it. So you yeah. might know what could come up next. Yeah. Not only that, it can help you get familiar with cards you wouldn't normally use. Yes. Oh. Yes. You flip a card that's like, ah, under normal circumstance, I wouldn't put it in my hand, but let's right. see what happens. Why not? Okay. That game that we had was easily the most lucky game I've ever had You in got my so lucky life. with Trickster. In but my life. That's discounting the events. <laughs> the luck that we had, Trickster was like triple S tier in this game. I and mean, we're talking like, hey, let's see what happens. Well, I can't stop the damage coming in this land, but I can move to Han. I'll move one dude there and one dude at there. Cool. Then, oh, event happens. Hey, you can gather to Han over here and they can do damage. Okay. Then if you have two to Han... I moved this guy for no reason, just for kicks and giggles. But now there's two Dahan. You get to do this cool thing, and there's two Dahan in there. <laughs> yeah! Air car comes up. Yes! Defense base on Dahan. Yes! <laughs> and so my next thing, Trickster can teach you the value of learning the power deck. Yeah! <laughs> I stole your life. I'm that sorry. Is, I stole no, the thunder. That is totally fine. We are in agreement. For are. I also think the same because once you know what's in there in future games, hey, I played this one card and. Exactly what you said, Josh. I might not have picked that card to help with the situation. But by George, I used this card last time, and it actually really helped. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> it's free. Speaking of lucky, can you talk about the OP card pull that you got that helped me with my card plays? Are you talking about Spur On with Words of Fire? Oh, thank you for that card, because John got to go top track as mine, because I always had three card plays because of Ryan. Oh, that is a very high quality boon card right there. And how many times did we use it? I that felt card? like you used it at least every other turn, maybe every turn. Yeah, and I don't think it was ever directed at me. That's okay, buddy. <laughs> well, at that point... That I think we did it once. Because I remember giving you energy. Game, we I threw think. you yeah. a bone. To, that was to help me trigger some innates at the beginning. But yeah. once I got the lure engine rolling, yeah. you used that card you pulled On me a lot. to just beef up yeah. mines. Yep. Yeah. To be fair, whenever I have such a card, I ask, 
Hey, who needs this card? Thankfully for me, it had every single element that I needed. Yeah. Every single one. So for me, it was like, I'm not even using this card on myself for the effect. I'm using it purely for the elements. And so I don't need the effect. The elements are good enough. So who wants an extra card play and an energy? And every turn it was like, me, 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 me. <laughs> That's why this game's so cool to be like, those yeah. elements helped you trigger urinates. You helped me go top track. So my minds was beefy and was yeah. playing majors. Yep. You were getting your engine rolling, like you said. Like It was just such a cool game. Mm. I think Trickster could also teach the player the value of Dahan and beasts. Mm. Yes, oh, so many other spirits can do that, but it is something that Trickster can do because you can go ahead and use why don't you and them fight in tandem with how you placed your strife, perhaps, to set up attacks or counterattacks because, hey, you can make Dahan pick fights with bad guys. But wait a minute, the Dahan and the bad guy, they do damage to each other. Yeah, but if you strife one of them, hey, hey, hey. hey, hey big brain. So you can see how cool Dahan can be. But you can also also see how valuable beasts are because you can spawn beasts, you can gather beasts, cause fear with them, move bad guys with them with unexpected tigers. And like I said, Trickster, of course, is not the best beast user nor the most efficient Dahan user, but you are a beast user. You're able to do it. And you are a Dahan user. Yeah. Sure, maybe not to the extent of other people, but you can still do it and that is really important to see. It was cool seeing you keep the clamps down because you can make it a slow, but it is innately a fast power. Why don't you and them fight? Mm -hmm. So you would use these beasts and before they can even build anything, you're gobbling them up, gobbling yep. up their explorers or even towns because it does two damage. Yep. Once again, Blight is still something that you can learn with this character as, hey, it's okay if it's there. Because you have the capacity to add a lot of Blight. <laughs> we got very lucky, by the way, with overenthusiastic arson. Used it four times. Never got a fire card. That's Ooh. crazy. I've never seen that. That was so I've nice. I've never seen that happen. Probably not going to happen again. Play with me more often. <laughs> We're going to keep having But it was Josh great. Over. It was just like, hey, there's a town. Yeah. Hey, there's a town. Hey, there's a like town. It's like a one energy card. <laughs> one energy. Yeah, and it's fast. So we were getting optimum value. It was so good. Game. Never blighted. And the thing is, when it comes to risks, I don't think a newer player is going to be completely aware of the value of what you are risking. So it's okay to take <laughs> that risk because you don't necessarily know what you're wagering. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in the future, when you begin to learn how valuable these wagers are, you also already know the value of, hey, we don't have to play it super duper safe. This is something that would have been very beneficial to my 2017 self who played it way too safe with playing green and earth all the time. Like, no, never play. No, not even once. Never. You had very clean it's islands. Like, it's built into your kit, just like with Volcano, where it's like, hey, if you play... Okay. Dude, cleaning up messes is a drag. I know, and you don't even have to have the responsibility weighing upon you to clean it up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, don't worry about it. And the thing is, you can move your presence with Trickster. That is the next lesson. Mm. They can teach you the value of moving a presence. Mobility. That makes ranges a lot easier for a lot of cards. Why don't you and them fight is range zero. Hey. <laughs> hey. So you can use that movement and you can think about, hey, well, there's Blight there. Hey, well, doesn't mean you have to stay there. Yeah. Oh, but if it goes there, it'll cascade and I could die. Just move. There you go. There you go. Sure, you're not the most mobile spirit, but whenever you reclaim, you can go ahead and move. I think one thing that's really cool, though, about Trickster is that they can teach you the value of presence track prioritization. Mm. Because in order to reclaim, it costs you an energy, which is strange. So on one hand, you may want to go top track because you can get more energy. 
But the thing is, is you have an energy spike that gives you energy based on what your current card play is. Ugh. Huh. Huh. So you have an actual good incentive to do either. Or both. But neither of them are incorrect or correct. Yeah. It just is completely different. In the same way that Volcano had the choice of, well, do I blow up big? Do I blow up small? Huh. I wonder what I should do here. Hmm. You have that choice. Another cool choice that trickster users get to have is, well, do I do bottom track or top track? Because this gets me this element, but that one gets me that element. If I'm going for beasts, I want more animal elements. Well, I can get that from going down this way. Mm -hmm. But fire gives me that one, and moon gives me that one. Maybe I can go that way. So it's not a tough decision, but it's a choice. And I think it's really cool to have different choices there. Yes, it is true that every spirit in the game shares this consideration as well, but Trickster displays the values of either approach in a simple, clear, and straightforward way, I feel. But for the final lesson, I think that Trickster teaches easily the most important for me personally, and that is Trickster teaches you the value of learning to let go. Oh. That is... We're getting deep. <laughs> you don't life have to have this massive six-turn plan. Yes, this game can be puzzly, and it's fun once you realize how this fast system works. Turn two, I'm doing this, then Slow turn three, and then by works. turn four, okay. I'll be here. Perfect. So there will be bad guy Middle then. <laughs> nope. So then I could use this card to play to kill that guy who's going to spawn, but I'm not going to have energy for it, so I'm going to need to do that action. And so I've seen a lot of newer players go and start to formulize this great architect plan that's like five turns in advance. And they're stuck in quicksand doing nothing. And they're sitting there with like, yes, yes, Zach Galifianakis with all the things. And the thing is, is it is totally cool to make a plan. But this game, one of the lessons that this game teaches you is that you can have a plan that's awesome. But a lot of times plans go awry and plans can go south. And that is oh. Okay. Even where they're exploring next. Right. Like, things can change things on a dime. Things can change on a dime. And Trickster thrives on, cool, let's do this. Sure. Let's do that. Let's see what so happens. it is a character that you could be like, okay, I have like a general plan. Maybe make a plan one turn in advance. Yeah. Maybe two. But just leave it at that. Because you are so random and inconsistent that your inconsistency matches the inconsistency and randomness of the game itself. So, whether it be events or how the invader cards come up or what the fear card does, it's okay to not have a plan because you're like hey i'm just gonna do this and hey i'm gonna do that that worked sweet there's yeah, a freedom there right it's hard to be a salty trickster player there's like, like not a whole lot of pressure you know <laughs> it's like uh you know because it's work. not it's gonna blight oh well it's not to your credit or detriment it's not your fault if hey i did this thing and there happened to be a fire element so we blighted. it's, it's kind of trickster's fault but, <laughs> but my but point being fun. like you didn't know that there was a fire element on that card so you can't be blamed for it like and, oh well that's what happened okay cool we move forward and it's fun to push your luck yeah, I yeah. Think Trickster does that a lot more than some other characters yep. do. There and is a rise of okay. adrenaline out of that. As yeah. like Ryan's grabbing the minor power deck yeah. to see if we're going to blight. <gasps> right. No fire. Whew. But and you it... didn't choose to blight, even no. if it did. It's like, hey, that's just what happened. Let's just move forward. Yeah. And it didn't pop up in our game, but I could see it being a really tense moment when you're close to blighting. Yeah. And you play that yes. card. <laughs> What's it going to be? It's stressful. It's going to be like in a fun way. Yeah. yeah. One thing is really cool because, Ryan, you do like to do this a lot. Even back way. The way, way back in our hypeless days, you love the combo potential. Like, oh, the 
this power plus this power, and if I use this growth, like you did that with vengeance, and then vengeance got changed. <laughs> <laughs> Beta vengeance. Beta so vengeance. <laughs> R.I.P. But you can do like the wombo combo of impersonate authority, and oh. then you know incite the mob. Incite the mob, it's and you so did that in our game, and it's so, so cool. So good. And I say that's the most important lesson because that was the most important lesson for me to learn. Mm. Remember, Trickster was dead last in my hype list. That's right. Speaking of the hype list. This is a character that definitely helped me change the way I thought about what success meant. And it helped me break the perfectionist mindset that I was in. You know? And that's really cool that a spirit you used to not be excited about, even if it doesn't match your play style to a T, mm-hmm. can end up so high on a list like this. Yep. So yep. Great for that's why yeah. it was important for me, that lesson I mean. Yeah. Learning to let go of the perfectionist. I never want to blight I want to be calculated with everything. It's hey, bro, that because seeing you play that in our game, you were having a blast, dude. It was great. You were having so much fun with Trickster. When you have that luck, oh my goodness. That's true. <laughs> Take that man to the it casino. Was like nothing but triple sevens. <laughs> Is all across the and all on black. <laughs> so potential barriers to playing Trickster, I think, from what I've seen, randomness is still inconsistent. Some people, that might bother them a lot. I don't know what kind of player you are. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Give Trickster to your resident power player and see how hey. it <laughs> But I think that's more of a you thing. Hey, we'll see what happens. Literally. We'll see what happens. We don't know. Some people, that's like, ow, oh, I can't do it. And that's fine. If that's not your play style, here's Earth. Yeah. Go for it. So it could be a potential barrier. Blight, still scary. You know, it's still scary to a lot of people. But the thing is, is you could also heal Blight. Hey, well, let's see what happens. Could happen. Maybe. Yeah. It could happen. They're you never know. The you powers. can accidentally save this island as easily as you can <laughs> accidentally blow it up. So the funness of Trickster. Hey. He is super fun. Yep. Living with blight can be uneasy, but you can move your presence around. So, hey, I can just... I like what you said about that. I think that's very important, the mobility. Because some of the base game, there wasn't a lot of them. You know, there's Thunder Speakers. There's some of them. But being able to move Mm -hmm. almost every turn if you want to, if you always want to pick that option, you can move as much as you Mm -hmm. want. Yeah, and I'm glad you pointed that out. Because just looking at the track right here, you could move a presence or you could just add a new presence. And I think a lot of the times a player would just, well, why move it when I could add a presence in a row? Yeah. But you could save your presence for being destroyed mm-hmm. so that's handy. yeah it's pretty neat yeah let's see what happens can be confusing but once you realize what's happening i don't think it's too bad and like but, you said once you learn the minor powers yeah. better yep and then that one wonderful thing that you picked up on a while ago is that they thrive on uncertainty. Yeah. They can go ahead and keep one of the cards that they randomly played by chucking another one. So they're just like, hey, I'll just go this way. Yeah. Consistency bores Trickster because it costs you energy to get your stuff back, but it costs you no energy. Get something new? To get something new. Hey. New thing to play around with. It's only a one energy penalty, but just the psychology behind it. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to do that. Just get a new power. Hey, yeah. Hearing Ryan talk about this, would you want to play Trickster? Absolutely. Okay. I think he looks like a lot of fun. And there is my number two. My number two (gasps) is... Grinning Trickster. (laughs) My number two is not that one. (laughs) So I don't want to beat a dead, multi-headed monkey spirit, but (laughs) they're also in unrelenting growth. There are. <laughs> we just had that on the Discord. <laughs> we we're talking about. Who is the spirit? I know. Clearly, it. Trickster. Is it? What? 
That's Trickster? Oh, man. Wait, that's the guy who's all... Trigon from Trigon. DC yeah, Comics. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? It's an old concept of <laughs> Trickster. That's not Trickster. <laughs> that's not my Trickster. <laughs> that's Trigon. <laughs> that is Trigon. I know. I know. Trickster had three heads. <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age, kid. <laughs> Trickster well, was this, a canoe. Uh, this event will certainly date this episode to those who remember that conversation <laughs> on the Discord. Discord. <laughs> <laughs> so we just spent 20 minutes talking about Trickster, so I don't have too much to add, but there are a few things that I think are great for new players. So, first off, immediately begins with two-card play. Mm. Yes. Good point. Yes. Huge for a new player. You don't have to struggle to pick that one card. Mm. You can immediately start with two. That's nice. As a Shadows player, you have no idea how important (laughs) that is to start with two-card plays. Oh, am goodness. (laughs) Not only that, but your power cards are all super self-explanatory. Okay. There's not really any wiggle room. It just does what it says. And burst of authority. Yeah. Same thing with your innates. They're not too complex. Honestly, the most complex thing is probably choosing your growth options and where top track or bottom track, what you want. Mm-hmm. He only uses two of the new tokens. Yeah. So not a whole lot of plates to spin. Yeah, But it does kind of dip your toes in the water yeah. of the new tokens, which I thought was pretty neat. Especially since you played Trickster and I played Lure. Lure. So that we had all the tokens every covered. New token. So it was a really good way to teach yeah. me what all the different tokens did. Yeah. I was in the game too. I, I played. <laughs> Ryan, who's this? <laughs> I was. Oh, hi there. I was there. Have you been there this whole time? It was my house. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, hi, <am> I? <laughs> I hosted this game. Well, I, I can were... barely see you over my monitor here. <laughs> I'll remember... just leave, I guess. <laughs> I remember there was an adorable puppy. <laughs> That's oh, my dog. Oh. <laughs> That's Laura's dog. <laughs> I married into the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you bring up, we're shooting down. <laughs> no. No. All in jest. It was a very fun game. John was there, too. <laughs> I did fear sometimes. It was a awesome night. Thank you once again for having us. Yes, it was very fun. Of course. And lastly, so a huge thing about Trickster that makes him great for new players, the randomness of let's see what happens and over-enthusiastic arson takes away that analysis paralysis yeah. for a new player. Yeah. You are all about that tonight. Well, because that's something... That's that, a big thing to a new player, <laughs> dude. It trips me up. There were a lot of times when you that's guys... That's entirely were, fair. There were a lot of times when you guys would look, okay, I'm ready. John's ready. Josh, are you ready? And I was just staring at my growth track. Uh, I did become (laughs) self-aware about that, where I was just like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I'd be like, okay, John, calm down. Josh is like... I'm playing with Josh. I need to give it a few minutes. (laughs) Not like that, but it's a brand new spirit. We were all playing new characters to you. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so taking away... You didn't know I was in the game. So just things like like that. You I was stealing your beasts. You killed one of my presents with disease. <laughs> yeah, remember the disease time? We, <laughs> remember the time I gave you a thing? And you played that card? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yes. I gave him the boon of bedazzlement. <laughs> yes, and you chose the thing that nobody ever chooses. Yes, yeah. Ryan, you said you've never seen that before. Yeah. When it comes to Gift of the Untamed Wild, I always see people use it for the purposes of wild token spawning as opposed to disease token spawning. So that was actually kind of cool to see. It was one of those things I, where... I mean, it's like a every now, like yeah. occasionally, but I was like, hey, St- I rarely see that. I wanted to that. stop a build early, and I didn't want the game to get too out of hand. Yeah. No, no, there's has... a value there, yeah, and it's yeah. important. It's just like one of those things where it's just like, wow, someone used Vengeance of the Dead. Sweet. <laughs> right, you know, like cool. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silly, right? No one uses Vengeance of the Dead. Every card has its uses, John! <laughs> it's got cool art. It, it does. does. It and does. Like, cool concept behind it. Called a trade? Like, almost never see that one. That's like, a card, right? <laughs> hey, Trickster. Is that so, a memory I have? Or is that, is that just a dream? Point B. It was a whisper. 
There are certain powers that all of us in our experience see played a lot. Sometimes there are cards that we don't see played a lot. Yeah. I simply rarely see that card used for disease. It's like when River plays Boon of Vigor on themselves. They're like, oh. I'll get it for one energy. You're like, oh, oh. I could have used Okay. That. Okay. <laughs> that was a choice. <laughs> sure. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I just think the randomness is fun for a new player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Takes away some of those choices and really narrows you into thinking about other things. So you don't mm-hmm. have to dwell as long on certain choices. Yep. I really do think taking away that pressure of the AP analysis paralysis is very valuable. Because nobody could be mad at you. If you exactly. Let, if you yeah. let see what happens, then okay, nothing yeah. happens. Right. Or, oh, well. oh, it's a blight. We so, move on. Yeah. So that's just what we got to deal with. He just seems fun. He seems very casual and laid back spirit and it's all part of his theme too which yeah. is just fantastic yep. he's the lazy <laughs> trickster <laughs> yeah you know? it was for the trickster necessities <laughs> the simple trickster as they turn into the canoe that other people are riding on is that canoe of eyes on it <laughs> one thing i noticed <laughs> where did all these holes come from read the lore <laughs> Because we talk about, yeah, Trickster maybe doesn't help the team a lot, but Ryan, you would throw Strife along my way when something was yeah. adjacent because our boards were touching. Mm-hmm. Flare for Discord, BB. And there is, like, a helpfulness in Trickster. Be like, Ryan, I can't get over here. I can't get enough beasts there. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, here's a Strife. Because yeah. it's adjacent to where you were already yeah. putting Strife. So I think that can, again, show the team aspect cooperativeness of this game and helping other people's boards. Mm. My number two is grinning. No, not like this. You're supposed to destroy the dragon. No, you already said Trickster wasn't you. It is stones. Unyielding. Defiance. Here's nice, nice. In that same game where I was mentioning, it was me and Laura were playing with Evan. He has a wife. And she was playing stones and yielding defiance. Laura mentioned this in episodes past that she initially struggled. Because Laura's like, well, we're just going to find her moderates. And just give her that. And Laura's like, oh, Jagged Earth moderates are a little bit different than base game moderates. But as the game went on, she did get a better grasp of it. Sure. I think a good comparison for me is Stone is like Jagged Earth's version of Vital Strength of the Earth. Sure. Kind of. I see it. Yeah, once you realize the theme of the Jagged theme Earth. Of it, yeah, the yeah. defensiveness, and any growth option you choose, whether it being growth option one, two, or three, you are placing a presence. Mm. Very much like Earth. So you don't feel like you're making the wrong choice. Ryan, you talked about that in our old memories. What drew you to Earth initially is I can grow, but also reclaim. Mm. Or I can grow and gain a power card. Mm. And every time you are growing. So there is a stability in being able to constantly grow. Another benefit to Stone and newer players. I think the innates are pretty easy to comprehend. Oh, yeah. And trigger. Hello. Yeah. Look at all this earth that you need. <laughs> yeah, grab a plant for the end of that one and grab a sun for the end of the other. Sure. <laughs> You're gaining power cards like, <laughs> should I look I for earth so. elements? Yeah. I'll look for earth elements. Yeah. So, and like Ryan, like you said, maybe near the end of the game, yeah. grab a sun. Why don't sure, you? Sure, <laughs> sure. But then one maybe of your tracks can give plants. you anything. Yeah. One thing that we all have kind of talked about is blight and mm-hmm. blight is a scary thing for a newer player it can be and it usually is usually yeah. is and with the base game with the blight cards being what they were and there weren't a lot of like blight using mechanisms yeah, the base game definitely coaches you away from blight i think so yeah. there are some power cards there's like land thrashes and land thrashes <laughs> and they <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's others. <laughs> <laughs> to name a few. Uh, I'll stop there. <laughs> stop. Yeah. I, even I could go on. I choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But 
that <laughs> stone is pretty much immune to blight as long as you don't oh, get yeah. outnumbered. Yep, yep, yep. And I remember this. I'm going to keep bringing up our hype list. This was something that really made me want to play stone. Yeah, it was you were my, your number one. It was my number one because I was That's scared right. to play Jagged Earth. Mm-hmm. It was something new to me. It was something scary. There was yeah, no definitely foreign. Yeah. yeah, very foreign. Like stone seems safe. I don't die to blight unless I get out number. Right. I can protect others from right. blight. The blight doesn't even have to come from the card. The card never has to flip. It can stay healthy because I am pulling it from the box. So I am benefiting the team. The island stays healthy, even though it's covered in blight, but we're mm. not having a negative effect from memory fades or downward spiral or tipping point or something. So there was that safety that I still feel that I think could help a newer player. Mm. Another thing I think is helpful for stone, when you are low on energy, that seems to really bum a newer player out. Oh, yeah. I can't play this right i don't right, right, right. have enough oh. energy but i have all these cool cards or I right went yeah for we this talk major. about the satisfaction that earth has when you're like hey i got expensive cards but i can afford it yeah nice. it's really cathartic you get to go on a shopping spree Woo-hoo! so starting at two energy and only going up from there and having energy boosting growth options mm-hmm. is helpful you can get to before you know it three four six energy just from your track seriously if you go top track so i think i've seen that in newer players in our game where sarah was like oh, I can afford this major because mm. I am gaining four energy a turn. Mm. I'm not worried about that, say, like a lightning or a shadows or someone that maybe struggles in the beginning or it's like, I have all these cool cards. Yeah. Can't play them. Ugh. And that stinks. And that feels so restrictive. Yeah. And that's just a bad experience for like someone right. new I can to do an this, expansion. Which would have saved us there, but like, I can't. Oh. It's in my hand, but I can't play I'm one it. energy short. I can't afford it. So I think it's easier gaining three energy a turn, honestly, is huge in the early game because mm-hmm. that can be your first growth option. You just go top track, three energy, you're uncovered. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen, and for me as a player, it's like, oh, I can pay and play these cards. Yeah. I also think, again, we're introducing Badlands. So yes. introducing yep. that new token understanding it, how it can be used, how you can stack damage, how you can move to Han around to get away from it. I'm talking about Jagged Shards push from the Earth. It's a zero-costing slow power. You get to add a Badlands and push two to Han out of it. You're getting them away from the extra damage, and you are setting up a depot of pain, really. This was actually mm. the spirit that taught me about Badlands, because Laura played it that one game. Oh, in our Hasbro game. And we were adjacent. So, yeah. So she was popping Badlands up even on my board, I think. Yeah, she was. Out, so. And what did you notice from that and being in a game with Stone? Well, she killed a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> I had my hands full that game, but uh, he seemed very strong. I distinctly remember you using Creeper's Terran and Mortar on a land that had Badlands in it. You're like, hey, these Badlands are oh. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I get to do extra One damage. damage there it goes to town. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I think this form of defense is very, again, satisfying. Unorthodox. <laughs> <laughs> it's unorthodox, but you don't Remember that like... sequence <laughs> I talked about? How does Earth keep a land clear? I'm going to defend the land with damage. I defend four. Nice. Land's clear. Cool. <laughs> How does stone defend damage? Well, I'm actually going to let the attack go through so the blight can come in. I actually don't die, nor do any of my friends. They don't die either. So then what's going to happen is I'm going to go and use that attack damage, reflect it, use this as oh, an man. opportunity to use my power cards, which require blight in order to go off so I can attack them, kill them. Now that the bad guys are gone, I'm going to go ahead and remove that blight later. And now the land's clear. It's a few more steps. Hey! <laughs> well, I know Laura was doing some pretty stupid damage at the end. So, oh, yeah. again, I think I'm just by reflecting it all right, right back into Well, the that's the thing that's so cool with stone is that the more bad guys are out there you're like oh crap i need a bigger damage sure you have a mirror You know, let them what? break themselves against the stone, which is such a cool it name. It scales yeah. because the thing is, it is just as effective no matter 
how many bad guys there are. Yeah. Which is amazing. And then you get to repeat it. So I think it's a cool visual. Obviously, you remembered it of Laura throwing that damage back at them. And mm-hmm. that is something, like you said, it's unorthodox, but it is cool as a newer player. Again, you're doing something pretty grand, pretty yeah. epic. You're throwing their damage back at them. They're mm-hmm. breaking themselves against it. No, you. No, but you. Throw respect to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uno card. <laughs> Earlier, I talked about a theme. My theme, and this is why, spoilers, I kind of stayed away from Lure when it came to this list for me. Okay. I think I liked focusing on offensive characters that work in the fast and the slow phase. Mm -hmm. I think that helps fresher player, lower player count player, where they can either plan out over two different phases, or you have something to do in each phase, mm-hmm. and you don't feel lopsided one way, or I'm not doing anything until the slow phase, I'll just sit in my hands. I think offense is cool, it's easy to comprehend, and then being able to do things in both phases mm-hmm. is helpful, at least for me, it was very helpful as mm-hmm. a player when I was first starting out. Right on. So sorry for dissing <laughs> more. <laughs> like I said, if I hadn't played him, I probably wouldn't have put him on here. I think Lure's mm-hmm. obviously very strong, and and like Ryan said, like any spirit you pick up, you might just take two. And mm. these lists are very arbitrary. But in my experience and what I've seen in other newer players, if they are waiting until I don't do anything in the slow phase, sometimes they check out or they feel like they're not helping to the team at all. Even, yeah, even right. as a not new player, newish, yeah. that still kind of felt bad at first when I wasn't quite sure how to use it. So mm. fast powers definitely help. Yeah, so that was something I tried to look for. You know, you have some cool defend powers. You have, you know, let them break themselves against stone. That's a fast power. It's happening during the Ravage. So it's keeping you engaged and it feels like you're being part of the team in both phases. Yeah. So yeah. the fast and slow powers, I know this is something we talked about last time, but it can be something tricky for new players to kind of oh, grasp. Yeah. So yeah. if they have all slows, yes, yeah. it's kind of tricky. Yeah. yeah. Obviously for experienced players, it's like a slow power is just a fast power. Yep. <clears throat> a slow power may be more effective when you start to view it in the lens of this is faster than next turn's fast. Exactly. Meaning with this game, probably my number one advice I give to people is to succeed with Spirit Island, you shouldn't be reactive. You should be proactive. Yeah, the meaning even says as much. Meaning, if they're about to hit you, honestly, let them. Worry about their next hit, not the one that's about to hit you. So slow powers, you can ignore what they're about to do to you. Yeah. Start to worry about what they're going to do to you. And slow powers are a great way to take care of those kind of problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Move bad guys, but it's a slow power. Yeah, which means next turn's build you can nix or something. And I think that's helpful, but that's a different topic. But One last thing. I think with a newer spirit, sometimes you have really complicated rules or strategies that you have to, wait, Blight is good for vengeance? Or, right. or I have to keep things alive and gain energy and fear from them? It's just like, it's hard to wrap your mind around. I think Stone has pretty easy special rules. Mm. Blight can outnumber your presence and you get to gain a minor power if you go top track and expose one mm. of the top track ones. I think that's very simple. It's like, Blight can outnumber me oh and i get a minor power this turn cool so i think it's an easy thing to comprehend you're just looking at earth elements it's just when you're picking cards again analysis paralysis like oh i get to pick earth cool there it is there it is i pick that card it has my element yeah and elements are one of those things too that can trip up newer players not (laughs) if you're stone (laughs) you got one element to worry about for a while yeah Yeah. you don't really have to worry about that Mm. too much a whole bunch of earth baby so Mm. yeah there you go Something about offense, I think, really speaks to newer players in what I've seen. Control yeah. sometimes, like, falls flat. Control it, and fear are the last things that people, in I, my experience... Why would I push them when I could kill them? Yeah. Right. It was tough. I played a, a game with a newer player, and I gave them River. And River's like my baby. Like, oh, you're going to love the spirit. It's awesome. And they 
hated me. <laughs> There's like, huh? What do you mean I get to push things? And you just blew something up. Like, yeah, but you push it so they don't build. And then it just turns a city. Right, and, the, right. you know, you group up. There's well, like. Well, yeah. I mean, there comes a point where a Spirit Island player, when they're new, realizes, oh, bad guys only matter at certain times. Because mm. they see bad guys on the field. And they're like, oh. Ah! We're going to lose. Oh, that's a whole right. bunch of white plastic. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a strange thing that goes through their mind when you tell them you can win this game without killing a single bad guy. Mm. What? It can happen. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can scare them. You can control them. Yeah. Find your players. Ocean oh, players. Yeah. You kind of have to. Many mines players. Yeah. Bringer players. Like, yeah. Yeah. I suppose so. It's a thing. Did you so, say ocean doesn't kill people? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can. People I'm talking people. about players who can win a game without having doing Why something be that, that guy? a newer player would think is common. Like reaching all over this board. Not being able to go here. Not being able to kill everyone. Maybe only doing a tiny bit of this or a tiny bit of that. Right. Because you're re- doing something else. Reframing how you thought about the game. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think stone, really good for a new player, and you'll feel powerful. Stone, I think, is a very strong spirit. You won't feel weak. You'll feel like you're doing something every single turn. You're helping the team. You're not making the island card flip over, the blight card. So Stubborn solidity is ridiculous. Very (laughs) strong power. So yeah, good spirit, I think, in the hands of a newer player. And now, number one. Who who is is it going to be? Number one, this one was before I wrote any down, and I was clicking my way, looking at all the spirits. As soon as I saw this one, I wrote them down as my number one before anything else. Even nice. before I put Lure on the list. Okay. The oh. one that I've played. Yeah. And that is Shifting Memory of the Ages. Nice. Uh, nice. As the best. Okay. And reason being, so his growth options and his growth track. Mm-hmm. Super simple. Pick one. All four options are good. Gain mm. nine energy. That energy spike. <laughs> yes, please. Insane. <laughs> Combo that with Boon of Ancient Memories to mm. pick up a major. Yeah. And not forget a card. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't forget. And that's something as a new player. It's like, I don't want to forget powers. Yeah. Well, the second game I ever played, oh, yeah. I lost because I hung on to all my miners. <laughs> and in the late game, I didn't have any majors. I don't want to forget powers. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't want to get rid of any. I agree. I remember my first game actually playing with Ryan. I was going for a major and Ryan, you're like, you're going to have to forget him. one. It almost took my breath away. It, yeah. it was just like, forget Wait, who what? I am. It's like, like, but I like this power. I, I like props with her. Yeah. Right. Why must you take this from me? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's... And even if you're forgetting a power card that wasn't one of your starting ones, like, but I like this one. Yeah, it's like, but I've been using this minor power. I chose power. this one out of selection of four because exactly. I liked it so much. But now I have to get rid of it? No. Not only that, but you can give it to other players too, which is yeah. super helpful. So he's good on defense. Yeah. Great on energy, which like you said, new players, they don't want to run into energy. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, that's, you want to be able to play your cards. so And you might have to take a turn off to gather that energy, but that's okay because next turn you're going to have enough to last you sure. two, three a while. Turns. Especially if you go with a the nine while. spike. Jeez. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. From a personal standpoint, he does everything that I love. What's that? That is defense. Never runs out of energy, protects the Han, doesn't forget his power cards, and plays well with others. Aww. So it's just a whole bunch of good... I think yep. new players are drawn to that, and I really don't think that he's too complex. I think you could just pick him up and play, yeah. even if it's your first game ever. Listeners at home, if you listen to our Eric Royce interview, hey. Shifting Memory was originally planned for low complexity spirit. Yep. Okay, well that makes sense. The only one that was originally low. But that's why he appeals to me. Hey! 
My hang-up, for me, when I played Shifting Memory, and I was pretty experienced at the time when we got Jagged Earth, was the element tracking and, like, holding onto it and planning ahead. For some reason, that was, I don't know, it's a struggle at times. And especially the second innate, observe the ever-changing world. So the first tier is pretty easy, just prepare one element. Second Mm. one, where you have to keep track of land and see what's moving in and out. For some reason, I would be like, oh, I forgot, did something happen here? Did anyone check that? Yeah, Yeah, that's the only thing on his board that I had to reread a few times before I kind of got it. Okay. It is a little mm-hmm. wordy and a little tricky, but it's a paragraph. If you can just yeah, if you can just grasp that one thing, everything else should come pretty naturally. Okay, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, it was just kind of that one thing. I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to keep track of that land and how much changed here. That's probably the only right. thing that elevates them above as beginner spirit. Okay, that mm-hmm. keeping track of your element tokens. Okay. Yep, and planning ahead, but it is fun to play majors. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he seems really fun. I really look forward to playing him. I think the same way that Ryan was talking about tricks are learning. The minor power, dude. Shifting can learn the majors. It's like, that. oh, totally. like, Oh, I know this totally. is gonna come up, or you know, pent up hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. I, like jungle hunters. Or your who knows? favorite winds of rust and atrophy. I love winds of rust and atrophy. <laughs> love that card. So you get to learn the major powers, and there's less of them, so you can kind of mm. sift through them a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. And that's my number one. Number one. Yeah, I have to agree. It was tough. Shifting didn't make my list. Oh. No. So who was your number oh, I'm one? I'm so curious. Guy? I feel like. I thought uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to be a little bit more, you know, different. We all kind of agreed on some of these. So well, like this we one, said, there's a batch of five spirits. It's like, it's one of these. This is why I'm a little bit worried about this one. Don't. Okay. Don't burn me at the stake. I will explain. I think I Pitchforks might. ready, Ryan. It... I will say, I think the hardest spirits... <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even in Jagged Earth. Take your time with Finder. <laughs> I love that spirit, but I think that might be the toughest spirit in the game. Yeah, no, I'm still I, yeah, learning that yeah, spirit. It's, yeah. Okay. That being said. <clears throat> I thought that was your number one. No, I love Finder, but I'm still like but, learning but with Finder. But Finder and Downpour can't be used because they're a promo pack. They're in promo, promo pack. pack two. Two. Yeah. Sparns are back great the games. Hey. <laughs> okay. It's Starlight Sea. I knew it! I, I knew it! No, no, no. Yes, I did. I, <laughs> you madman. I didn't want to give it away, but I was mouthing him. I was like, starts with an S. <laughs> I knew it. I'm, so, I knew it. It's a spirit, very high complexity. Maybe. I knew it. <laughs> I made a joke about this earlier. <laughs> you did, and I feel dumb. Oh, man. I'm looking at my oh, program here. There's so much red on the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> you my bluff. Uh, I let you liar, say. Liar. <laughs> liar. I see you through the lies of the John. Liar. I no longer fear the complexity as you do. Okay, so you look at that spirit panel. It's a little intimidating. It's a, it can be, yeah. I like giving analogies. Sure. Starlight seeks its form or metaphors is you walking into a buffet. Oh, yeah. Yep. So much. There's yep. hundreds of food options. How am I going to do all this? You end up with four things on your plate and you eat it. Yep. So I think that is Starlight. It's basically a big funnel. You are overwhelmed with choices, but as the game goes on, you kind of get pigeonholed into what you become. You, yeah. Into your build. Yeah, you plinko down. Josh, tell me about the first time you saw the sphere panel <laughs> the of first, Starlight. The first time Ryan showed me Starlight's board, I think I had a stroke. <laughs> Licking walls. <laughs> and Ryan had to resuscitate. <laughs> so good for newer players. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bold choice, but I'm really curious why you would choose Starlight. All right. So I think there's so many options, and we are talking about different players will connect with different spirits. Starlight, yeah. any player. I like control. 
boom, I can make Starlight mm-hmm. Control Spirit. You like defense? You can go Earth and defend five and land. Or you're scared of blight. You can gather water cards and clean up. Honestly, yeah. Starlight, one of the best blight removers in the entire game. Certainly can be. So there's Peace of the Nighttime Sky. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very good card for either a newer player yes. or someone who is overwhelmed, just they don't ravage. Yep. And if you want to, you know what? Just repeat it. Yep. Someone else doesn't ravage. Ryan, you've always talked about in the early stages of the game, unless it's a weird invader action event, who knows? Mm. They're ravaging in two lands. Mm. And you can stop both of them. Obviously, yep. you have to forget the card if you do. But, you know, turn two, if you're overwhelmed, just play Peace in the Nighttime Sky. Yep. And if you don't want to lose it, play that card and then just go for some Earth Elements. Yeah, defend somewhere else. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. one and done panic button. It yep. is. I mean, you can keep it, but yeah, it can be a one and done. What is scaring you? <laughs> the growth <laughs> options of Starlight are... Um, There's only... What, how many? The John, line? you madman. <laughs> how many dwarves are in the Hobbit? <laughs> There's a lot. Okay. <laughs> and it's a lot to take in, especially if you're someone like me who spends a long time in the growth phase. You talk about analysis paralysis, right? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you're scared of this. You called? I, Starlight. Dang. I think Starlight aids in that. What's one thing you do in the growth? You pick power cards, typically. On reclaiming, or you get to gain a power. It is something that most spirits can do or do throughout the game with starlight i feel like that picking of cards you can not be limited in your choices whenever i'm playing shadows i'm looking for moon fire (laughs) (laughs) no seriously i I need it that fire is so good air also (laughs) i don't care what the card does if it has that i can better trigger my hate or it's a fear card typically (laughs) yeah exactly if it has a fire element or if it has a moon those are something i need and i'm so forced to pick those options Mm -hmm. with starlight maybe i can defend and i can pick a card that doesn't really have my elements but oh wait i can form the spirit to use plants or to use earth and Mm -hmm. so i can pick more based on the need and not just whatever my spirit uses innately because i have eight innate so that i can pick from yep (laughs) does does that like appease your mind at all that does it's just it's a lot to keep track of but once you start like you said funneling it down as the game goes on versatile spirit in the game probably right Mm. yeah at least most flexible yeah so i can see that and once you do specialize in your thing or if you have multiple fingers and multiple pies Mm. i could see it being simpler okay for a new player i think Who's not literally the highest complexity. <laughs> As oh, the butt. Greatest foolish. <laughs> butt foolish. All right. Special rules. They're easy. It says you have six growth tracks. Cool. All right. There's a bunch. <laughs> and then the second special rule. Easy. Easy. Second special rule. They show this little star thing and says, you know, you get to place an element marker and it's permanent. I mean, that's not difficult to comprehend. If you're used to Scantron, it's going to be easy. Yeah, you just get to fill in the circle. And once you put that element marker down, that's what it makes. Is that yep. correct? That is. Yeah. yeah, it is for okay. the rest of the game. So it locks you into your choice. So again, we're being funneled into one specific okay. type. Yep. Okay. And I think there isn't a bad build because, honestly, every innate is useful. So in the early game, you're basically going to trigger the moon ones and that's just moving explorers around so mm. hopefully you're preventing builds or you're setting up to Han but as the game goes on maybe you do lean air and you can move towns around maybe you do pick up some animals you can move to Han or it can make them do damage I personally like the sun elements one. Oh yeah it is one that I did in my See first ya. game <laughs> and it's something I continue to do because I love this play style I'm getting more into it is fear and 
you get to gain one energy, and you get to reclaim a power card. That's so it's good. It just does so much. That's good. I think, but it's not a part of your no reclaim. <laughs> <laughs> your infamous no reclaim. I love build. my no reclaim boots. <laughs> John, Laura, and Tim <laughs> are like, please, John, play that card again. You're like, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I did a meme build where I played Starlight and never reclaimed once, and I just kept getting new power cards. And all his teammates were like, please, John, <laughs> please play that card again. He's like. <laughs> I picked up. I like picked up power. Sildo! So maybe I could have done better. I, I think that's definitely a meme build. Uh, so you know, you may make a convert out of me yet. Okay. Because those every spirit can be really played. cool. Oh, now, yeah. when you play Starlight, yes. Do you try to trigger multiple? Do you branch out or do you pinhole it? I try. Yeah. Part of the choice of that character. Yeah. Pigeonhole it. Not I try to at least trigger one or two every single turn. And maybe if like a third or fourth come up, dude, that's awesome. And I think that'd be cool to trigger all of them. But I at least try be like, I want to get my son every single turn. And that doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm getting three sun from my tracks, but maybe like one or two. I always pick cards that trigger that. Right. I do want to keep at least some sort of build. I think that helps the team too. And that really frees you up and you can kind of choose to build after you've seen some power cards. Yeah. And I can see how this could be good for a beginner, actually. Starlight can just delve through the power decks, too. Because, Ryan, as you mentioned... Boon of Reimagining. Such a cool card. Target Spirit, and it's any. It doesn't have to be another. So you can focus on yourself, or you can, you know, boom the team. But Target Spirit may forget a power card from the hand or discard. If they do, they draw six minor powers, and then you get to gain two of them. And it's one energy. (laughs) And it's really cool art of this little teddy bear. (laughs) That's really cool. I mean, it's a big bear, but... (laughs) It is really cool. Yeah, I didn't know they had that card. So, like you said, you can just sift through the deck, Mm. and you can, I don't know, pick of the litter, really. Yeah, you're getting the elements you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every single turn. And you can go for card plays, you can go for extra card plays, you can go for energy. So you can kind of make it what you want it to be. It's one of those things where if you make a melee, you don't like it, well, you're the one that made it. If you don't (laughs) like Starlight, it's kind of on you, because you're the one who built that spirit. I gotcha. So, I think we all bring up, like, what are some hesitations of Starlight? Maybe it's a very high complexity would be one negative. Maybe. It's the <laughs> highest complexity character in the game. Potentially, that could be scary to a newer player. I think for me, the biggest hang-up, I forget this, not all the time, but it comes up, you have pick three. Yeah. Only character in the game so far. So far. For me, I'm so used to picking two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for anyone else, but I'm like, oh yeah, I pick this and this. Oh, oh, yeah, and a third thing. Ryan, you talked about... <laughs> I like picking one. <laughs> <laughs> I should do more You'll than get one. there. Don't worry. <laughs> Ryan has talked about how he likes to use that third one. It's almost a bonus. Like, yep. he knows what to do for one and two. And I learned yep. that as well. It's like, I need to reclaim or I need to gain energy this turn. And so maybe... often I use that third for a reclaim one to grab a clutch card again. That you found along the way. Which was either Boon of Reimagining or in the early game, it was Peace of the Night Time Sky. <laughs> again, it's, it's, the safety net is built there, I think, for a newer player. And mm. it kind of shows you just, I don't know, the grandness of Jagged Earth. Anything that you can be. You can sift through all the powers that you want. Not only that, if you're a new player and you play Starlight, yeah. after that, 
you could probably play anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can take on the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's like when I went to Cedar Point, I rode the dragster first. Whoa. And, yeah. And everything all downhill from that, there, yeah, baby. Yeah, it was all downhill from there. All, all right. You got to explain there, that baby. we have many people that are not from the Cleveland. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a big roller coaster that goes very fast. Very fast and very high. It's, it's one of the world's tallest roller coasters. It's over in like, I don't know, like six seconds or something stupid. <laughs> I believe the whole thing is 17 seconds from start to finish. Yeah, I just and you go from zero to two sixty in like two seconds. Yeah, you're going hundreds of miles an hour. You're going then it shoots you straight up. Yeah, Yeah. oh, it's so good. I remember being at the bottom, being at the top, and being at the bottom again. But once, (laughs) but once you ride that, like you said, you can ride anything. Yeah. So if you tackle the spirit and you figure her out, yeah, I'd say you're set. Yeah. And my theme was I like being able to do things in multiple stages. I think Starlight can do things in the growth. You can do two damage in the growth phase. Right? Very much so. Yes, okay. Like Wildfire. Burrito, burrito. Yep. All right, John. But it's a great choice because you either do that or you can make any slow power fast. fast. Or you get an extra card play. You can do things in the slow phase. You can do things in the fast phase. You can defend. You can remove blade. I feel like this is a very good team spirit. And you can <laughs> be anything. You can be anything. <laughs> Hybrid build. Major's build. Sure, minor spam. Blight removal. Fear. Anything. Yeah. Damage. No matter the play style of who's playing it. So, yeah. John. You've convinced me. I take back all the bad things I've said about you. High five. Starlight seats it's I more. remember when Laura plays Starlight and she was just... That was rough. <laughs> I'll take she Thunder just... Speaker. <laughs> <laughs> she had no idea what to do. It was just brick wall. It's not for everyone, but I think, like you said, if you can handle Starlight, you can handle Jagged Earth. I like it. And I put I my like stamp it. on that. <clears throat> Brian. The moment what of anticipation. Here, and here we go. My number one for who I think is probably the best spirit to play as for a new beginner player. Shifting memory of ages. That's a good capper, yes. Fine choice. (laughs) (laughs) You're biased. (laughs) Ah, yes, the character that was originally intended to be low complexity until the element thing boosted them up to moderate shifting memory can teach the value of so many things mm-hmm. to the player so there is much that when you were talking i was just <laughs> i agree uh-huh yeah i'll get you on it <laughs> so i just had to poke her face my way through that one but yes i think that shifting memory teaches the value of majors mm. john you said the one thing i was going to say also in the exact same way that Grinning Trickster can teach you the minor power deck and how useful that is. Yeah. Also, what's in there? Shifting Memory can teach you, hey, what are these majors? What do they actually do? What what's is- in there? Oh my gosh, Whoa. that was insane. I just destroyed a board. <laughs> yeah, is that a black hole? <laughs> what? And you can yank your first major in turn one. You certainly yeah. can. Which is Without forgetting anything. Bonkers. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. Feels good, Ben. It does. And so, another lesson that they can teach is, once again, the value of Dahan. Yes. Because secrets of survival can move Dahan or keep them alive, so you can see, hey, these peeps are awesome! How much damage they can do with just two of them! You can do four damage! Hey, there goes a city and explore! Sweet! I love those cards, because I love concealing shadows for shadows, or stone has yeah. stubborn <laughs> solidity. solidity. I was just yep. chuckling at that art. <laughs> <laughs> but cards that, like, ultra-protect Dahan, I love. Mm-hmm. 
So that is a card that Memory has. I think in addition with their defense innate that they have, as well as Secrets of Survival, can display to the player how good Dahan can be. Mm-hmm. But they can also teach you the value of fear cards. Because with Study Invaders Fears, you can generate fear, but you can also see what the fear card that is next actually is. Yeah. Player can do this, but it can tell you the player, hey, these things are actually cool. Look at this power card that's coming up. It's a fear card, but it's basically a power card because you can calibrate the board to make use of it as much as you can. You can make a plan for this fear card that's upcoming. And that doesn't seem like much, but there are a lot of situations where a fear card comes up and it's like, I got rid of an explorer, Mm -hmm. but it could have gotten rid of so much more. Planning around that's huge. I think it's one of the strongest powers in the game. That power card and what Bringer can do. Mm. Being able to plan, especially as the terror level goes up. If we're talking terror level three, you can win the game just by mm. planning around one fear card. Hey, I don't need to defend because we're about to get free defense. Exactly. From or, defense. word in the other way, ah, crap, I didn't need to play this defend card because we got defense. <laughs> what a waste of our power. But had you known, exactly, you could have saved something and you played something else. I love these powers. So, shifting memory can teach you the value of fear cards. Yeah. Shifting memory can also teach you the value of an energy spike. And my, oh my, what an energy spike the, it is. The biggest energy <laughs> spike in the game. Freaking nine. Unlimited power. <laughs> See, the thing about energy in this game is regardless of when you get it, regardless of how much it was or to whom it was given, it will always be useful. Mm-hmm. Why? Because energy is always useful. So even if it's one energy, sweet. Two. Sweet. Sure. Three. Sweet. Nine. Sweet. So Super sweet. <laughs> the thing that's so dope, though, is that you can go ahead and grab that nine energy spike, grab a major very early on in the game, and even if it's one of the most expensive cards in the game, or even a collection of cards, yeah. you can still use it very easy. But this also Ooh. provides you the next lesson, which is... Wait, before no we way. move on from energy, one thing I've noticed, I like having shifting memory in my games where I'm playing with events because during choice events, you either have to pay with energy or with elements. Money. Hey, look. <laughs> Shifting's got both. Hey, <laughs> yep, yep. breaks out the wall. It's like, that's how much does the, this cost? And that's one of the choices that you have because the energy spike, as great as it is, doesn't let you grow. Mm. Gotta take a turn Just off. like with all the other stone and rock characters, every growth option gives you presence placement. Nice. It, except for this energy spike. Mm. So it is valuable, but the other actions let you grow. Which so do you go for valuable. short-term quick gain, or do you go for long-term consistency and being able to afford stuff later? What do you guys prefer? Because like when I look at the spirit, I'm kind of thinking, get energy turn one. Okay. And that'll fuel my next, like, three turns that I grow. Mm-hmm. How do you guys play it? I've done a multitude. I think I like the slow build. Mm. But it is fun. I have done that where you get nine energy, turn one, and then, like, turn two, I go for a major. And just whatever that is that I play. Is so cool. So I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. I guess I am more, like, slow methodical at times. Or I guess it depends on the mood. Ryan? So... <laughs> Which leads you to Ryan's next question. <laughs> if you know me, you know that I hate, oh, I hate one card play. So I never do the energy spike first because I get my second card play immediately. I should have known. Immediately. 
pretty Oh, I hate one card play so much. If a character has one, I'm like, what do I need to do to get to two as fast as freaking possible? Right, even turn one? Like, not much is happening turn one. They're not even ravaging nope. yet. Okay. Nope. All right. I do, <laughs> I do do the energy spiking action every now and then, but not turn one. Card play is so much more valuable to me than energy spiking. Besides, you can do growth option three where I can get both energy and a presence. Because the thing is, is I'm going to be finding cards that can do cool things because I can get elements for them. Uh, one card. Oh, no. So that is why I always, I shouldn't say always, but I very, very often do my best to get to two card play ASAP. I will say in my times of playing memory, I've never gotten to three card plays. I go to two yeah. like Ryan and then straight down the top. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> Usually it's a hybrid build, and as the situation dictates, I can go and use an energy spike. And the thing that's so great about it is because it is so high in value at nine, you can do it once and be fine for like two, three, four turns, depending on the cards that you have. Yeah. So it is really cool that you have the choice that you can be like, hey, let's go see what we can find, and let's go for it. Unfortunately, the more times you do that, the less your late game becomes. And Memory has one of the most fearsome late games mm. ever. It is insane and ridiculous how powerful they can get. But you will never get there if you constantly spam that spike. And so I'm usually that long-term play style. But like I said, it kind of depends on the situation that I'm in. But there's a choice there with that energy spike. And it really gets you some fun. Like, look at the discussion we're already having. And yeah. that's a cool yeah. choice that's available to the player. That's like, ooh, cool. It's not the craziest, most difficult choice, but it is still a choice. And so that's really fun. I think a new player, that nine energy will seem tempting. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But for a newer player... I'd say the two-card play is probably the way to go because you're not going to run into that frustration of, I want to play these two cards because you're yeah. going to get the energy eventually. It's really cool to do one thing that's huge in a land, but then once you realize you did one thing, and it's like, cool, Bob. Five <laughs> other things went by. You're like, uh. <laughs> But they didn't build here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> this land is dead. <laughs> Usually for me, whenever I do go that major early thing, they gain progress elsewhere that it's like, eh, it's it not worth really it. worth it to hit them so heavy this fast that they were able to make progress elsewhere. Gotcha. But, you know, like, that completely depends on your situation and what you find is a completely different thing. Like, if you found Unrelenting Growth early, oh. I was about to say, <laughs> GG. Maybe yep. I, it's easy for me to think, like, oh, it'd be super cool to get a super destructive card. Oh, yeah. But if you get a super powerful support card. Infinite Vitality. Yeah, mm. something oh, yeah. like that right off rip. You're set for you're the, rest set. Of the yeah. game. It's a risk. It's a risk. Card. Shifting memory, I kind of have in the same ballpark designation as Trickster or Good. Casino Starlight. I agree. Because there's so much randomness to the spirit. Because it's so much about what you find. So, the next lesson that they teach is element management. For low, elements work just a wee little bit different for this character. You get to storm up. You get to storm up, but here's another choice. Do you go selfish memory or selfless memory? So I've never played with a selfless memory. <laughs> really? I feel like they always keep it for themselves. Like, I could help you, but because I don't. Here's, my, here's <laughs> they're the always so selfish. They're like, but my majors need these. The question of team play or self-help. Both are very strong yeah. and both have their merits. 
I remember the first game I did a self-help build and I didn't do team play because the first time we played Shifting Memory was in our second wave campaign. Oh, yeah. And I was giving out the elements to everyone. Like, hey, I'll take one for myself. I to ignore that game. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, let me go try and do a self-help thing just to see what it's like so I can hit the thresholds of my own power. Yeah. Wow. Memory had a notable power spike when they were just giving it to themselves. But that's an interesting choice now. Do I give it to my friends or do I give it to myself? Because if I give it to myself, let me check the thresholds I have. Well, that completely depends on the powers I have. Yeah. Are the thresholds for the powers you have crazy necessary for the game at hand? Eh. If not, maybe give it to someone else. It depends. If they are, yeah. ooh, okay, keep them. And it could, be, it could be your team, too. If you have a serpent that's building towards the snake quake, mm. yeah, definitely please help them out. And it can be surprising how far giving just one or elements. two elements is to a friend. Whether you are bringer, whether you found elemental boon, or you are playing as shifting memory. It's like, ooh, having your friends reach their elemental thresholds or the next one, because they're really close, can yeah. have some dangerous potential. I mean, we talked about shadows and that elusive fire element. If you just give shadows one fire, yeah. like the things you can do. And in this game, it's kind of cool to see that fence of team play versus self-help. Yes. Because like we said, both have their merits and both can be incredibly strong. And you get to choose which one you get to do. You get to choose which one you get to be. So it's like, hmm... That's a fun choice. Oh, I think yeah. it's kind of fun and enigmatic. I think one thing you had mentioned in the past, Josh, is being able to grow while reclaiming. And just what yes. a safety net that is. Because there's a lot of times with characters like Lightning or some other ones where you want to do both. But you have to choose. Yeah, Lightning's very tough. You can only get a card when you're reclaiming. But mm-hmm. in this case, growing and reclaiming, if you're in a good spot, I'm just going to keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll just make a sacred site here and place another one right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I like sacred sites, so. Once again, they also teach you the value of blight and it being out there. Because seeing how you have kind of a random card thing, there's a moment in Shifting Memory's early game where a few attacks can go through. And so it's like, well, I can keep Dahan alive with Share Secrets of Survival, which means I'm letting. Because <laughs> when do Dahan take damage? When they ravage. And if I kept them alive... That means that... It wasn't a defense. It wasn't a defense. (laughs) Okay. So, there can be like this, hey, it's okay, Blight isn't so bad, because, look, I let a few go through, that's fine. And so, once again, as it was with every single one of the spirits on these lists, because they're Jagger spirits, (laughs) living with Blight, coexisting with Blight, and having it on the field isn't the worst. Yeah. Still something to be cognizant of, but still something that's like, hey, it's okay to dabble with it. Now, would that allow the Dahan to swing back? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, they counterattack, but there's a cost to it in the same way that Shadows has. You still blight, but you can Mm -hmm. deal some damage defensively. But those surviving Dahan can take up cities, towns. Right. Oh, yeah. Because it's two. That means a city can die. And it's zero energy. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason why I don't mind energy. passing on that first energy spike, because that one's free. Right. Three of his starting cards cost zero, and one yep. costs one, and he has yep. a growth option that gives him some nine yep. energy. He's just asking yep. for majors. Needs majors, yep. right. Yeah. So when it comes to the potential barriers for memory, preparing elements will probably be a little unorthodox, because literally no one does that. So when you're like, wait, how does this work? And, oh, this is what your character does. It's not like, oh, yeah, it's a familiar thing to all of us. 
was. But it's not actually the worst. It's not the worst. No, it's, it's, it's not his the worst. gimmick. Yep. Blight can still, as it always has, be scary to newer players. That's just something that's a double-edged sword. Living with Blight is okay, but Blight is still scary. That's a thing that, like, we have to be patient with with newer players because they see, like, that's literally a loss condition. Yeah. That is literally a loss condition. And if all of us are being okay with it, then that means that there's a slippery slope. And it's like, well, that slippery slope changes in the mentality of everyone as the game progresses, the more and more Blight is out there. Mm -hmm. But still, always remember, Blight can still be scary no matter who you're playing with as far as like what spirits, if you have a newer player. That's something you just always got to be cognizant of. Just like what you said, John, understanding actions yes. correctly. What the heck? I've never even seen that printed. Oh, wait, what? what? Of course, if you were reading the book from cover to cover, then you'd figure that out too. You'd understand what actions are. But never before have we had to really care about actions. And because action, observe the ever-changing world can be pretty confusing. At first, you're like, oh yeah, bank and element. Cool. But then it's like, uh, wait. Yeah, I have to Josh, mark a land. You said you had to reread that a couple times. I because did. <laughs> it's so easy to forget when you tag a land, and then you have to remember that for future things. For Boning Shadows players, yes. we'll do this with their new innate that they get. So if you're familiar with them, that can be somewhat familiar. But the thing is, is, oh, a Dahan moved out of there. Okay, that was That's a, an action. That was an action. Oh, an explorer went in there. Oh, oh that changed. Oh, we killed one in there. Okay, that changed. Um... But usually, when you play a power, you do the power. As far as, like, I... It happens I immediately, it, yeah. And then it happens, or it'll happen in the slow Steam phase. vents. Explore It's dice. not something that is common to have a power that's just, well, you just watch that land. And Keep an eye you on have to be vigilant in your mind. Oh, oh, something happened. Ah, right. So yes, 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 yes. He's got some bookkeeping to do. Please, guys, a reminder token. Say, yes. please, please. It seems like a dice there would be something, essential. Something to remind you. Like Ryan said, I do that with foreboding all the time. Place mm -hmm. something there to be like, this is the land I need to keep track of this turn. Mm -hmm. Now, unless I'm just being a dingus, which is quite possible. Could be happening. What is the advantage to waiting the three after the three actions to then collect that element token? Just more because level one gave you one element this one with your bookkeeping can give you three elements so you can get a ton more one element versus three but okay. it's going to require you to do some bookkeeping yep. but more elements oh. is huge oh i read that completely wrong after each of the next three actions i thought it was after three actions gain one mm. that makes gotcha. why mess yep. around with yep. this yep. just play starlight <laughs> there's no hang up there john's correct <laughs> why read the fine print <laughs> I'm kidding. So then well, the last potential barrier for memory, uh, having a abysmal starting hand that doesn't do hardly anything easily the worst hey, hand I said in looking at your cards is cool, Ryan. You have six powers. <laughs> Two of them affect the board, and one of them will make you blight. You can have... <laughs> but power cards? One of your innates does something, the other innate doesn't do anything. You have four cards. Three of them don't do anything! You get together yes, they can on. do... When you have a Louisville slugger that's coming at 90 miles an hour for your chin, you're like, Wanna look at the next few cards? <laughs> Boom! Sure do, oh! buddy. <laughs> Go for cards. Quick! And I mean quick. You have an awful hand. It is the worst hand I've ever seen in my whoa, life. Whoa. <laughs> because, like I said, of the two that actually does something, one of them doesn't kill, and the other one guarantees that you'll play. So find stuff quick. One of quick. them gives you two fear. Now, they allow you to do cool things. Yes. yes. My point here. Game state, not much. Right. My yeah. point here is 
Get new cards quick, quick, quick. Go, 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 go. The exactly. Almost like a which is which is the lesson here. The lesson you've had your time. The lesson here is: look at what you have. Look at what it can do. Look at what it can't do. Go for new cards. Find these cool majors. Or heck, even go for those minors. Because, obviously, you are renowned for your major proficiencies. Yes. But if you play Boon of Ancient Memories on yourself, you can get a minor power. Which means you don't have to do Growth Option 2 so much. Sure. So that you can maybe do your third one and still get energy and you can still grow out there. Which is nice. So there's a build there where you can pad out this negative kind of like, oh man, I can't really do a whole lot because, hey look, that was a blight. Yeah, that was another blight. Hey, I defended that land, and they still blighted. And hey, <laughs> that other car was unreclaimed, and we blighted. Get used like, to blight, buddy. <laughs> so it's, gonna it's just like I said, the spirit can anyone. be very random. Anyone. It can be, and it yeah. all depends on what you find. So get digging. Yeah. Go and find those power cards. Heck, play Boon of Ancient Memories on yourself, yeah. and still do growth option two if you want. Go and find those cards. The uncertainty is okay. Yeah. You know. So and, and so and you can succeed. Yeah. yeah, you can and still succeed. Reclaim and grow. There you go. Yep. It's not the worst, but there is a importance of, eh, don't do a starting hand only challenge with this character. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Correct. So those are legitimate points, and that is a flaw, but baked into the cake is all the fixes the to way the to fix it. Which is why yep. I think he's so good for new players. Exactly. Like, which is why... I just looked at his board and I was like, oh, okay, that's what he does. That's yep. cool. Cool. Yep. Majors. Yeah. Yep. Go for those. Yeah. That's yep. cool. Like, Prepare I'm, elements. Yep. You're going to be getting a lot of new power cards. Unlock, which is also unlock the thresholds. I think is very fun. Yeah. Yep. Push your luck. Very much so. And so it can be very fun to have this early game of uncertainty that turns into a late game of just dominance and that can be so much fun because you saw where i was going with all this how fraught with danger and helplessness you were at the beginning and look how far you came you become a carry at look the end of the game. how now big yes. you now, now are it's all haymakers yeah and now you're just going crazy but you actually experience the pain of the ow ow crap ah oh go oh, geez oh dear come on let's go let's go let's go <laughs> And now you can have that catharsis of now I've adapted. Now I'm big. Now I can go on. Boom. You're getting stronger, like you said, with your power cards, with your majors. But also, I like that the innate, your defensive innate gets stronger. It scales. And so the feeling of progression with this character is phenomenal. One of the reasons why memory was my number one is because I think that of all the choices, these are the choices that are probably among the easiest to understand. Yeah. But the biggest one is of the characters I've had here, arguably has the biggest, most satisfying payoff when you get through that journey from which, start to finish. Which is super cool, because in some games, like at the end, maybe your character's like, oh, my character is two extra health. Okay. Yay! Well, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Shifting memory can like clear house yeah. at the end yep. of the game, and that just feels really good. All and this, it feels all so cool. Earthy characters do that. Mm-hmm. That is a cool theme that they all share. Slow rolling yeah. at the end of the game. Yep. Powerhouses. Total mm-hmm. powerhouse. Yep. So there they are, all three peeps. For John, your third was Volcano Looming High. Yes. Then followed by Stones and Yielding Defiance. And then Starlight <laughs> Seeks its form. As the well, number one. Nothing to see here. Number one. Move best along. For beginners. Move along. Ryan, I'm surprised you and I had the same twos and I know. ones. 
Yeah, oh. I would, John and I shared because I also had Volcano looming high yep, for my third. We did. But then I had Trickster for two and then Shifting Memory one. for one. There is one elephant in the room. There is one moderate from Jagged Earth none of us mentioned, and that is Many Minds Move So one. the last segment I had here <laughs> is why I didn't pick Various Peeps. <laughs> His why, own segment. <laughs> why I didn't pick Fractured. Huh. Okay, yeah. Why I didn't pick Starlight. <laughs> no. Why <laughs> I didn't pick Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. <He's so> cute. <laughs> okay, Fractured, because time. And that is very crazy, very wacky. Yeah. Starlight. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot of choices. Vengeance. Woo! Okay, very Light unorthodox. <laughs> Light is good, and you can easily let the build condemn the yeah fear. field if you're not really sure of what's going on. Okay, uh, maybe pretty difficult. Yeah, you're not gonna have pretty. any sadist or masochistic <laughs> new players he usually. The mold a lot, so. Oh goodness, yeah. yep. And when you have someone that has no mold, and they've oh, yeah, it could be very difficult at first. Those I understand, but why not many minds for anyone? So remember the game where I forgot about you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Keep coming back on this podcast. In <laughs> Shroud's case, mist can be. Hey, how does this movement work? What? How do Range? I? Wow, look at this. Like keep things alive. Yeah. Also, not the easiest. I don't think it's as bad as no a lot of these other characters. But I'm not gonna say that's the easiest to understand. So, who are the peeps that we were talking about? It's Lure. It's Many Minds. It's Stone. It's Trickster. It's Volcano. It's Memory. Those are the six but. that are like, okay, these are the group that people are going to be talking about, but which are the three that we put in our list? Well... I didn't pick Lure because Lure has a lot of tokens. A lot of tokens. And that growth option is odd. It's kind of odd. You do have multifaceted innates and you're like, huh. I'm not saying it's the worst, but it is a decent chunk of change. Now, thankfully, once you've gotten through a game with Lure, you can be like, hey, I know how pretty much all of these tokens work. After Sweet. turn three, you're set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Turn two for you, probably. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're a smarty. I have a lot of faith in our viewers. There you go. Why I didn't pick Many Minds. Many Minds really, in my opinion, should be a high complexity. So they are so front-loaded in the fast phase. Everything they do is fast, with the exception of one thing that is slow. So whatever you're going to do, do it now! So that means you're going to have to do the perfect domino, or a semi-perfect domino. This one went before that one, which went before this one. But you have powers that need to have beast in them, so you gotta make sure that that's there, but this one needs your presence that manipulates beast, but then that one needs to go off a of beast, but then your sacred site's kind of beast. But it's over there, so I need to move it to away. Are the Nahan okay. coming with me? Do I leave them? With me? Okay. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot it is fiddly. And you have no offense. So that really incentivizes, I gotta be perfect. You don't really have to be perfect, but that's like the vibe that you get. Since you can't natively do anything to kill bad guys, you gotta save the island as best yeah. you can. And the reason I keep joking about forgetting about John is because that was my first game with many minds on the team. Yeah. And my first game as Lure, and I could understand what Ryan was doing with Trickster. Yeah. Strife. I had no idea what John was doing. <laughs> he was just like, hey, buddy, could you put a beast over there? And it's like, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Well, because the one slow power Minds has is add beasts. Cool. Yep. <laughs> so the awkward elephant in the room is 
Stone. What? Stone. So many people have Stone. I love Stone. For their, like, number one. Yeah. But Stone wasn't on my list. Stone would have been my number four, but why were they not on what the list? Stone, Ryan? Well, Volcano was my three, Stone was my four. Stone, yes, is a defender, but a very unorthodox defender. And when you look at their tracks, look at Volcano's tracks versus Stone's. The heck is going on with stones? Okay, do, if I want card play, I stay on the one, but no, I can get it both. Go up top. But then I get minor powers from that. That, that symbol. This is an element. What? It's just a little bit more confusing at first. Like, okay. Um, all right. But then running into the fire. Most new players don't really like to go into the fire. Yes, you can go ahead and survive blight, but guess what you can't do? Do it without reservation. <laughs> because as we've said before, the moment that stone gets overwhelmed, <laughs> you could just immediately lose. Because you were holding <laughs> the island fast, and the moment you were overwhelmed, because you have to realize, oh, if it outnumbers my presence, I wasn't upkeeping enough. I gotta stay here. I so there's a pressure like, there. I perfectly plan this out. Event comes up. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. I'm so, in danger. I'm in danger. So all this time you're like, yes, I'm the only one <laughs> that can live. <laughs> and then it all falls down. It all crumbles. It can happen. And then you're like, I've seen yeah, it I'm holding everyone aloft. And now you're the number one reason why we died. Because <laughs> you needed to put one more presence there. That one crack in the yes, dam just breaks yes, through. And you're just like, one crack in the dam. And when that happens, you feel like an idiot. Because <laughs> you're the only person that can survive. And you're like, ha ha. But you can't do it without thinking. So you got to make sure that you still are smart with your presence placement. And that is a pressure that Volcano doesn't have. Because the thing is, is you can just lose a game for everybody. You can. <laughs> so You start playing Connect the Dots with Blight, like, and it goes here, and then it cascades here. here yep. and, then there. and it's really cool to do, like, those reflects and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And you can be like, yo, I'm just going to jump and in there. And back at you. And it's awesome. And it's really worth chasing. But I think that Volcano just edges out because it's not as pressuring. The tracks are really easy to understand. I think the growth options for Volcano are, like, straightforward. Okay, yeah. this, I get this. Like this. Another reason, by the way, that I had, I just remembered, these particular three, Volcano Trickster and Shifting Memory, is they have some of the most efficient tracks. Grinning Trickster has a perfectly efficient track, not a single repeat. And when it comes to Volcano and Stone, there's only one time that they repeat. For Volcano, they have a moment where they still have three card play. And Shifting Memory, they have the same with card play where it stays at two. But Once I see a repeating, I'm like, time. okay, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only once. It is. Every other upgrade Feels is bad. an improvement. Feels bad. I got to two and then I got to Lure two. Lure also has an efficient track, not a single repeat. But that's like a really nice thing to experience. You're like, oh, hey, look, I didn't have any repeats on there. Sweet. And so the upgrading paths are efficient. But anyway, yeah, I feel as if... When Starlight it comes to doesn't have many repeats. <laughs> It's true. Starlight <laughs> does not have any growth Because there's repeats. 17 growth tracks. <laughs> I can see you, like, picketing at a convention with a sign that says, Starlight for beginners. Play Starlight for beginners. <laughs> you have a table set up with four Starlight boards. <laughs> like, come here, I'll teach you how to fly. I love how the guy that thinks that lightning should not be used for new Too players hard. is saying that slow, Starlight should be used for new players. <laughs> <laughs> John, I think you really need to recalibrate what the threshold for beginners is. What is fast phase, Ryan? It's the Drake meme. Like, <laughs> lightning? 
No, no. no. Starlight. Hey, yeah. yeah. Drake agrees with me. You realize you make no sense. <laughs> Play Starlight. <laughs> but it's not fun. lightning. Too hard. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Put him back in the box. Yeah. What's in the box? What's man? in the box? So, yeah, there you go. That was a fun little thought exercise on what we thought was the best peeps and why for newer players. I was actually really interested to yeah. hear you all decide. I think that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, and I've got my next few spirits lined up that I want to play. What are they? Tell us. Well, Starlight sounds pretty cool. I don't know. He can stay. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, Shifting Memory of the Ages in Trickster, I want to try out. Mm -hmm. But Starlight sounds cool. Volcano's one who I never really took much interest in, but okay. I, I kind of want to try it out. Volcano and Lure are also very good for Archipelago because they can be like, yo, and just well, like jump like to they, another board. They, they really, jump over really there. well together, too, because Lure is so good at just pulling everything to yeah. that. Yep. Volcano! And, hey! And just yep. Yep. <laughs> lava everywhere. Yeah, so that seems like fun. And yeah. Memory and Trickster, like Ryan said, are actually pretty similar in randomness. Yeah. So I can see you yep. liking both. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. No, Shifting Memory is one of my favorite peeps for casual games because they're just so random. You have no idea what you're going to find. Which keeps replayability high. If you're playing casual or a teaching game. Which is one of the reasons why Shifting Memory and Starlight are actually a really good pair too because they're both searching the decks to find stuff. Like maximize your RNG, get Trickster, Shifting Memory, and Starlight. Starlight is powerful because they're the new kid on the block. They can do anything they want. Shifting Memory is powerful because they've done everything thing and so they get to do it again so teaching the young yeah (laughs) well there you go i hope that was a sufficiently entertaining and fulfilling first episode into season two we got some fun things coming up in this season that i cannot wait to get into oh baby josh thank you so much for joining us for the commencement of season two always a pleasure to have you on it's an honor to be here it was was a lot of fun see you next year in season three (laughs) (laughs) goodbye well The wait is now over, and I can't wait to get into all the fun things that we have in store. But until next week, I have been Ryan. I'm John. And I'm Josh. And we will catch you guys on the Flippity Flip. Peace out. Bye. With great happiness and anticipation, do I make the claim that it is that time once again? Hello everyone, Editing Ryan here, coming to you with an open invitation to lend a helping hand to our first community episode of Season 2. As stated in the public service announcement, our first scenario to be examined is the one named Blitz. We're looking for three things to vote on, in addition to any comments you'd like to make. We're looking for which spirits you think either benefit or change the most with this scenario, as well as which spirits benefit or change the least. Additionally, we are also asking what your opinions are for which adversary combines with this scenario to yield the toughest challenge possible. It's true that Blitz is not particularly the most difficult challenge out there, but when you purchase Spirit Island, it came with a wide array of various experiences and all of them provide different kinds of fun. And fun is not something we should ignore, even if you think it may be simple. We think that every aspect of the game deserves its own moment in the spotlight, and Blitz is something we think every player should experience at least once. We understand that asking the question who is the best or worst isn't as accurate or impactful for a survey like this given the scenario's low difficulty. Later scenarios will be much harder and will benefit from that sort of structure more than Blitz. Given the easy difficulty of the scenario, we thought we would ask who you think benefits the most and least because we felt that beckons a more lighthearted and fun dialogue. Blitz may be simple, but that doesn't mean it can't be fun. 
Let's cast aside heavy critical thinking and mind-crippling strategies for a day and take it easy with a fun thought exercise as we ease into Season 2. Whether it's strategy tips, fun facts, personal experiences, or other comments you'd like to make regarding this topic, please let us know in the comment section of either our Reddit or Board Game Geek surveys. The links to each of those will be put in the description of this episode. We're excited to hear what you all have to say, and we are genuinely looking forward to it. We hope you are too. That's it for me today. I hope you all have been successful in your endeavors to stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome. My name is Editing Ryan, and I am out of here! Season 2! Woo!